0: Well hello hello everybody and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 80 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host Colin Colhoven joined as always by a few co-hosts and a special guest who we'll get to momentarily. But first we're joined by Daryl Fuimano. How are you doing this late morning?
1: Um, I'm doing all right. I'm off to a bad start today but I'm doing all right. Hmm bad start what do you mean by that? Well usually on the weekends I'm I'm typically the the early birds. I'm up by like six or seven but today for some reason I woke up an hour before recording oh yikes
0: that's a that's a tough one I've done that a couple times in the past with uh with you me and Eli when we were recording I'm sure you remember there's a few times I woke up and it was like oh I have 15 minutes (laughs) to like get on and do the show and uh, it's always a little bit frazzling but you'll wake up as we go I have faith in you you're gonna be fine do you have a cup of coffee in front of you
1: uh, i don't but i did have a uh, a pretty good breakfast my wife made a really good meal for me so I, I should be pretty good for a bit
0: right on very good sir well welcome glad to have you here we're also joined by slugger how are you this early afternoon
2: what up i'm good <clears throat> you and um, chill uh, yeah we man our house is insane right now we have I was talking to Colin a little bit about this in party chat last night. Uh, one of our good friends here in town had to go to the ER last night. So little update on that. Uh, I guess they think it's an appendix issue and her appendix might have burst. So scary Oof. stuff there. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's painful. But yeah, we're watching her kid. So we got an extra kid in the house. So two four-year-olds and one one-year-old are currently downstairs terrorizing my wife. Holy uh, moly. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Daddy's got record <laughs> you're yeah. gonna do with that, <laughs> oh my goodness, but uh, we had them outside all morning and then took them to a pizza like buffet place um so I believe they should be winding down right now for a good nap time and yeah, I'm just I'm living in the chaos right now,
0: oh my goodness, well, I wish you good luck with that. Was it a chain or local pizza place? That's the important question. uh, it's a local fantastic love yeah. it love it yeah whenever i think of an appendix bursting it's like one of those things where you know it's always in the back of your mind because you know it could happen there's no like seemingly as far as i know no prerequisite it's just like one of those things where yeah you might have to deal with it at some point point. and i think of that episode of the office where it happens to dwight and he's at like an off-site work event and he just tries to like work through it and he just is like <laughs> in such bad shape and eventually has to get like rushed out from via ambulance and stuff it's nuts so yeah Pretty crazy, but uh, good to have you here, sir. Thank you for taking some time to join us, and of Happy course to be here oh, yes, and of course, we're joined by a very special guest, a platinum Patreon supporter for many years now, and one of the oldest listeners of the show, really great guy, Pat the trophy hunter. welcome to the show, sir
3: Hello, hello,
0: all the way from Canada yep,
3: the, the great <laughs> white North.
0: <laughs> How are you doing today? You said you were right. with the kids earlier. You got some Happy Meals. It sounds like a good start to the day.
3: Yeah, well, it, it is like mid-afternoon for us already. It's 2:15 approximately. So yeah, Saturday mornings we have uh well actually it's at noon, but we have pool uh, swim classes with the kids. So back to back, my son goes first at like uh 12:15 and then 12:45 my daughter and after that, we usually grab something to eat and they fall asleep on the couch in the afternoon. That so sounds great. Probably what they're doing right now.
0: Hmm. So is it always a happy meal or is that just uh, the special occasion or what do you guys usually go to for food?
3: Oh, we usually have something at home. But uh, since we uh, we had this recording this afternoon, I didn't have time to uh, prepare anything or, you know, go any, do anything uh, super complex. So just yeah. got happy meals.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Man, I haven't had one of those in a while, but it sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> I have fond memories of when I used to do Taekwondo as a kid. My parents would drop me off for class or whatever. It was at the YMCA in Wisconsin. And afterwards, I always got a treat. And usually it was Dairy Queen. Man, that's some good times. So probably contributed to some weight gain there in middle school for me because I had Dairy Queen like twice a week. But it's all good. You yeah. got to you gotta have reward for those things.
3: And that's what I was going to say. Nothing beats the 4,000 calories after spending a few hundred. Yeah.
0: yeah. I take a similar philosophy sometimes for my runs where I'll do a really long run on the weekend and I'm like, oh, I can eat whatever I want now and I'll just have like half a pizza or something. But it pretty much just balances out, but that's okay. It's okay. We're very happy to have you here. And uh, it's been long overdue since we've had you on the show. I believe it was episode 24. I could be wrong on that. Someone can fact check me, but been quite some time so we're happy to have you back and chat all about trophies trophy hunting a little about a little bit about your streaming and all you know how that's going so thank you for your time today really appreciate it
3: thanks for having me
0: yes sir so let's get into it episode 80 is going to be what we've been playing which is uh, a lot of stuff looking at the show notes here so it's going to be a a fun jam-packed episode but real quick at the top just one housekeeping item today which is that The race is still ongoing in our Discord. Remember, if you're listening to this and you're not part of our Trophy Talk Podcast Discord, I would heavily encourage you to do so. A lot of cool channels, a lot of cool people in there, and also we're hosting a race, which is running until September, and you're going to be eligible for three different prizes in there for first, second, and third place. The rules are all posted in there. And you only have until April 1st to register if you do want to participate. So we will have basically one more episode after this one where we can talk about that, but then it's closed. So if you want to, you want to participate, jump on in there. I know slugger, you just did a leaderboard update where I am woefully towards the very fucking bottom of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, we got some really, really good trophy hunters in there. You're doing pretty well for yourself though. If I recall, you're, you're towards the top.
2: I, I don't know how I'm up there. Um, it, I think it's skewed a little bit because of my Need for Speed Unbound Plat, which is still new enough to bank me some good points. And, oh, what's the other one I just did? Rayman Legends got me a lot. Yeah. Like a pretty rare that's a
0: good one. Plat. Yep. I know. When yeah. you posted I mean, that update, you're, updated... hanging, <laughs> Go you're
2: hanging in there with a solid four points.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first place is like 153. Yeah. I I have some things in the works. It's tough when we we'll get into it later with what we've been playing, but when I'm focusing on completion percentage and all these DLCs, you know, it's not doing anything for me uh, in in terms of points. So, I actually had a moment where you posted the leaderboard update and I was like, "Fuck, I feel like I, I feel like there's something missed in there." And I went and looked back at my my trophies for the year and I was like, "Wait a minute." Temple of Osiris, Tomb Raider—that should be worth like twenty-five points. It's super rare, and I was like, "Why did I fucking play that in January? I could have waited <laughs> and uh, and gotten like a huge boost." But regardless, you know, I wasn't trying to cheese the system, so here we are. I'll catch up. Uh, Daryl, are I, I you? I do in want the- to yeah. shout out. Go ahead.
2: Sorry, I do want to shout out the top three. Oh while yeah, we're here talking about the leaderboard. Um, so we got Lee Ro- Lee War in first place with fourteen games completed, one hundred fifty. Mm. points like you said um he's actually doing me a big service so this uh this guy is like an extremely competitive trophy hunter i believe he's top of his country he's up there like fighting for global spots um and i say he's doing me a service because he like to maintain those top positions he has to dive into a lot of those uh like really easy platinums like the 90-plus completion percentage type of platinum. So like, I look at his profile, and it's like, yeah, dude, you are telling me you've done 14 games, but I see on your profile you've done, like, 200. Yeah, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah. Like, realistically, they're wiping the floor with all of us if they wanted to, like, post all their their points in here. But he's leading. We got Sushi behind with six games, uh, 71 points. Uh, Somehow I'm in third place with four games and 65 points. Uh, I don't expect to hang there long, but I do want to shout out. I believe uh, if any of the hosts take a top three spot, we will throw up a raffle for our prize winnings. Correct. Um, or maybe it'll go to the fourth place person. We got to talk about that, but um, we'll do something with it where the... we're
0: not just taking the money. Cause that doesn't, right. that doesn't seem fair.
2: <laughs> I don't expect to hang on there. Cause a lot of people are really competitive and I've just kind of had a lucky break the first like month of this race. Um, And then, uh, let's see, special shout-out to Daryl with two games completed, 12 points. And, let's see, Pat's ahead of both of you guys with five games completed, 33 points.
0: Yeah, hanging firmly in the middle of the pack Mm. for Pat. And then, you know, Daryl, you're doing pretty well for yourself as well. So, good job on that, guys. I think I'm hoping to bank, like I said, some points with the Last of Us eventually, but we'll get to that. That multiplayer is pissing me off. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of my, like, ace up my sleeve. And then I, you know, who knows what RE4 Remake's going to end up looking like in terms of rarity. But am really curious to see how it plays out. Regardless, we got a good race going, so just continue to to go and post your stuff in the Platshot channel. And if you want to participate, you got till April 1st to register. So get after it, guys. Okay, let's get into our trophy guessing game, one of our newer segments we've been doing for a few episodes now. And Slugger, I believe you are the quiz master for this particular one. And Pat, you are welcome to participate. You don't feel like you have to, but you would technically be in first place for all of the guests because, you know, you're the only guest so far this this year. So it's up to you.
3: Well, I'll give it a try. I, I want that first place. First <laughs> place for guests. <laughs> I want it.
0: All right. It's a coveted spot. Let's get after it um okay so
2: i was talking pre-show this is a game that colin and daryl have played so that kind of gives you a little hint from the get-go um pat i looked at your profile you haven't played it but if you're like me maybe you do a lot of trophy research so maybe you've seen these trophies at some point looking at games and profiles so um i don't know maybe you'll get a good lucky guess (laughs) uh all right so uh, typical rules i'll hit a bronze silver and gold trophy you guys guess the games uh you get points so you guys ready to start
0: i am ready yeah. all
2: right our bronze trophy is called pusher man Helped someone refill their supply of medicine
0: <sighs> okay <laughs>
2: Got it. okay Oh, you got it? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? I think that was vague enough. I was was like, oh, this is vague enough. Like, they might not get it till the third one.
0: Well, I don't have it yet. So (laughs) we'll see. We'll see.
2: You're going to love the silver trophy I picked, then. Ready? Okay. (laughs) Because this is in like 90% of games. Jack of all trades, reach level five weapon proficiency in each of the weapon types.
0: Oh, shit.
2: And then our gold trophy it lives it sniffs it conquers acquired the iron Maus gear
1: oh what
0: oh okay okay i think i have a guess actually
1: the game i had i i don't think it's the one
0: pat how are you feeling Do you have any any sort of idea or was that just like just a foreign language to you there
3: i have no idea
2: Yeah, that's what i was saying if i haven't played this game it's been on my list to play forever Um, yeah
0: yeah if it's the game i'm thinking of i don't believe either of us have platinumed it, daryl or maybe you did i did not um but it was part of our well no i'm not going to give you the point what am i doing what am i doing i'm not giving you hints okay i'm ready to guess
2: (laughs) all right how do you guys want to do guesses who wants to I'll go. Daryl seems more unsure, so I almost feel like he should. Yeah. Guess first. I a
1: guy should go first. Yeah, because he's
0: just gonna copy me, otherwise, and he'll be like,
2: "Oh, it
1: was uh-huh. my or guess all along." Pat... <laughs>
0: or we can let <laughs> Pat. let Pat throw out a guess and. See. Oh yeah. yeah, let's see that Pat. I mean, I mean, obviously it's gonna be.
3: Okay, a tough I, one, I'm though. gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say like, I have no idea. So I'm. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to remember what games Colin played lately and and Daryl. So uh, I don't know. Uh, let's say Dead
0: Deathloop. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. Fair guess.
2: I have no idea. I don't. All right. Let's hit Daryl next.
1: Oh man, the first one was something about refilling the medicine, right?
2: Yeah. So pusher man helps someone refill their supply of medicine. The silver jack of all trades reach level five weapon proficiency in each of the weapon types. So at some point in this game, you had to play with all all the weapon types and get the level 5 proficiency. And then It Lives, It Sniffs, It Conquers, Acquired the Iron Mayus Gear, which I assume is like an end game gear huh. in the game since it was a gold.
1: Yeah, Colin, I think this is definitely a game we have in Platinum because this trophy list doesn't sound familiar to me at all. I all know right. I got oh,
0: two of those trophies. I don't know if I got the weapon one during my playtime or not. I can't remember. Alright, uh...
1: I'm just gonna throw a, a random game out there. It's uh, Tom Clancy's The Division Two.
0: Mm. Interesting. I think that's not a bad guess, though. Not a bad guess. No, I don't think so either. I am going to guess the Surge.
2: No. Ding ding no! Ding, ding ding ding. Yeah yeah
1: no! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, now, yeah. now it's bringing back memories. The Iron Maze was fucking boss fight. See,
2: I, that's yeah. why I wanted Daryl to go first because I was like, "Colin seems sure. If he says the surge, Daryl's gonna be like, 'Oh, yep, I remember now.' Surge.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That Iron Mayus gear was weird. I think you had to like find comics to unlock that at a vending machine. It wasn't like in-game gear. Like you could get it sort of like mid-game, if I recall correctly. But I don't remember if I ever used a, a breadth of weapons or if I just used because the first boss you beat in the game gives you basically the best weapon in the game. So there's no reason to not just fully upgrade that um but yeah good game i need to go back and finish the platinum for that at some point Goddamn god damn i'm
2: wondering uh for this game going forward i almost feel like we we should have to like dm the quiz master so we don't give it up
0: oh that's not a bad if idea un- mm-hmm. if
2: i'm unsure i could be sitting there and be like oh i'll answer second
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair i think uh, moving forward we can do that but as it stands the guest of the show, Pat. Unfortunately you didn't get that, but you know, I'm inclined to give you half a point just for participation. You'll still you'll still be at the top of all guests, so you can have that title. Yeah. All right. I'm mm-hmm. sorry,
2: Pat. I should have prepped better and picked a game all three of you guys have played.
3: No, it's fine. It's fine.
0: And so then the standings are Daryl at two points, Slugger at three points, and me at four points. Now I need to I'm the next quiz master, so Slugger, you'll have a chance to tie, and Daryl you'll of course have a chance to get caught up again as well that's the only reason there's a two-point discrepancy there but good choice that was a pull that was back from we played that game during our 2019 trophy hunting race at work daryl with you me eli and like juan and stuff so yeah yeah that was a good game all righty very good well let's get into uh, our next section which is our platinum shout out so these are pulled from the discord either in the trophy room channel or the plat shot channel I was typically doing trophy room, but I've realized people are kind of redundant and doing both now so that I can actually pull from either one of those. So what I'm going to do is read out our five callouts, And then at the end, if there's any specific ones that you guys want to touch on or or highlight as, you know, a little bit extra, then we can do that. So first up, we've got Thrawn with Horizon Zero Dawn sitting at a twenty nine point one two percent on PSN profiles and a five point four percent on the app or the PS4. Now, a lot of people have been doing this game recently, I think because people are coming around to eventually getting to Forbidden West, but this is cool because Thrawn is, is newer to the trophy hunting scene, so this is you know in his first 10 Platinums and he really enjoyed the game, so I wanted to call that out. Then we've got Toxic with Mafia Definitive Edition sitting at 25.76% on PSN profiles and 1.6% on the app for PS4. We then have Lorenzo Lame playing Spec Ops The Line, sitting at 10.57% on PSN profiles and 2.4% on the app for the PS3. So a little PS3 game making an appearance. Then we've got gohen 173 with Far Cry Primal, sitting at 26.42% on PSN profiles and 4.2% on the app for PS4. And finally, rounding us out, we have EDJ3DG with Tetris Effect, sitting at a 1.63% on PSN profiles and a 0.1% on the app for the PS5 version specifically. So, yeah, that one is is, is pretty rare, and I think that game looks difficult based on the, the trophy list that I looked at. So anything that you guys want to highlight or call out there, Pretty pretty good spectrum of games, I think.
2: Can I add another user? Of course. Yeah. Because it kind of blew me away he got the 100%. Um I don't know how to pronounce the second part of his name but first Mage or ah, first Yes. Mahi? Yes. Played Road Not Taken which was a PlayStation Plus game forever ago. It was like one of the first PlayStation Plus games on the PS4 if I remember right. This game has a on PSN profiles uh 0.55% of people have the 100% in the game.
0: So, that is wild.
2: Extremely rare, extremely tough puzzle game. So I wanted to shout that out because it's few and far between we see these tough games like that or Tetris effects.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
2: Plat shout out. So,
0: yeah, I, I must admit it was a little embarrassing. I I initially put that on the dock, and then for some reason when I was looking at. Like, I don't know why I was just being stupid and rushing. I couldn't find what the overall percentage was for it. So I was like, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So I I don't, I don't know what happened there. I had a bit of a, a brain glitch. But um yeah, that one looked impressive. They also played and platted Horizon Zero Dawn along with Thrawn, but didn't want to do a, a double up there. So yeah, these games look pretty cool. I've only played Horizon out of this bunch. And out of them, the only other... I would maybe check out Mafia and maybe check out Far Cry Primal, but... The other ones, I don't know if I would really get after. Uh, Daryl, did any of these do anything for you?
1: I uh, played Spec Ops The Line back on the 360. I really enjoy that game. It, it just focused on a different part of war that most games don't really touch on, like psychological effects, You know, the trauma caused by warfare. There's like a point in the game where it just like it blows your mind, like, whoa, what the heck?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it but unfortunately at least as far as i know you there's not like a ps4 version or anything like that so yeah you just would be doing you know the ps3 one so i'm not sure if i'll ever get around to it but yeah good call out there and then pat any of these do anything for you that anything that you have either played or you are planning on playing in the in the near future
3: i haven't played any of those but i do have mafia definitive edition on 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 my radar uh i think it's the one with the races the infamous races in it right that the one? that's the one yep so yeah that that one that that one caught my attention i it's a, definitely a, a, a plaid that's uh that has the reputation of being a pain in the arse <laughs> can i say that
0: yeah you um, can say you can okay. i mean I, I threw out fuck like four times already so you can say whatever oh, you right. want <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because i agree with you that this one has that reputation of of the race being difficult. And yet when I went on PSN profiles, I was a little surprised, honestly, to see it sitting at 25% or almost 26% because I'm like, Hmm, maybe it can't be that bad. Or people are just really passionate about the game. It's tough to say sometimes, because we've had this discussion with things like Elden ring and other FromSoft games where it's like, they are tough, but the platinum percentage would tell you otherwise, you know? So interesting stuff there. And yeah, that one was recently offered with PS plus, as I think you noted. So that's pretty exciting very good well thank you uh to all of our discord members for posting your platinums and you know congratulations on getting some good progress towards your platinum numbers and your goals so keep it up keep it up next up we're going to get into some special thank yous and shout outs to our patreon supporters so remember if you do like what we do and you enjoy the show and you want to support us we do have a patreon it is patreon.com trophy talk podcast with various tiers of support over there ranging all the way from a hidden trophy tier up to the platinum trophy tier platinum trophy tier gets you a guest appearance on the show which is you know pat is here he's been a long time platinum supporter so before we get into the official shout outs i'll just say because you're on the show pat thank you really so so much for your support it really means a lot and um i'm happy that we can continue to produce a product that hopefully you enjoy uh each episode so thank you
3: oh no problem i just just to get you know in in there uh I'm I'm always happy to support people who create like being a content creator myself like I I know it's it's we put a lot of effort in the the things that we do we're very passionate about the 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 the, the stuff that we we put out there and uh, when I see or hear something that I I like and that has a good quality and with dedicated hosts and everything uh I I don't hesitate to uh to to contribute and uh you know the, the you're putting out a great show, and I'm happy to uh, to support you guys.
0: Well, thank you, man. Really means a lot. Really appreciate it. And real quick, why don't you uh, just right now take it take a second plug your stream? Because you you said you're a content creator as well. We know that you stream, so where can people find you on on Twitch? Real
3: fast. Yeah, so so people can find me on Twitch at uh, well, pad the trophy hunter. I also have a YouTube channel where I I put all my VODs as well as some trophy guys i do once in a while currently it's there's mostly uncharted stuff uncharted one two and three but uh, pad the trophy hunter on youtube also so you can go and subscribe
0: absolutely and a very high quality stream i would say as well like really good effects good transitions good audio quality great setup so yeah your stream is very professional looking and go over there and vote people with your channel points for Pat, and make sure he doesn't play Borderlands. Okay, let's. We gotta. <laughs> when I was over there the other night, I, I dumped a bunch of points into getting you to play Neo next, and uh, I think one of your other community members dumped a bunch of points in that as well. So hopefully we can get that to happen.
3: <laughs> so far, so far Neo was in the lead.
0: Let's go. We got some time though, because you got to get through a couple games before you get to that. So.
3: Indeed, indeed.
0: Good stuff. All right. Well, so again, just to get back to it, this is a special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. So this is a big thank you to Maximum Carnage, the Slide G Cooper, Skrillis, of course Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K6969. I've been saying that wrong for way too long. <laughs> so King K6969, JB Trophy Hunter, B Down, Diego Juan, and Gohen173. Thank you all very, very much for your support. We really do appreciate it. And yeah, your support is what makes things like the trophy hunting race possible you know full transparency our funds go there you know it's not like we're we're using those funds for our own gain very often at all in fact it all just kind of goes back into the show so thank you very much for that really appreciate it all right let's get into our patreon submitted questions and this first one is really aimed specifically at pat of course the rest of us can can chime in if we have something to say but let's go we're going to kick it off with king k 6969 and he asks what are the pros and cons of a racing wheel slash racing setup? Do you recommend it for someone that is casually into racers? So, Pat, I'll let you kind of run away with this because you are, I believe, the expert on this type of, uh, I guess, control option for racing games. I- I've never done it myself, so what do you what do you think about this?
3: Well, okay, so of course, you know, when you get a racing wheel, you you, you get like the the immersion and the the driving experience, right? You have the wheel, you have the pedals, you have all that setup. Um now, the key in this question is do I recommend it for a casual someone who's casually into racers and that's where you need to to evaluate basically what's your how how casual are you about racing games versus you know uh are you a bit more into it because there's pros and cons of uh, of having a wheel so let's go with the pros first the driving experience. So like I said you're holding the steering wheel you have the pedals you have uh you have like the sharpness of the the controls that you can't really get with a controller uh like hitting those apexes and and getting those curves properly uh, uh, all that little uh added control that you get with the wheel. Uh well that's actually my second point also the enhanced control um yeah. So when you're playing, especially when you're playing realistic games such as uh, Gran Turismo or Seto Corsa or any F1 racing games, um, they have, especially for trophy hunting, uh, they have they have requirements for some of the trophies to uh, either achieve a perfect score on the license tests or or uh, you know beating a certain time on tracks, which you you can hardly do with a controller because you don't have. Like the 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 precision on the the gas and the brakes, you don't have as much control when you're you know when you're steering with the joystick. You you have to like, uh, you know, give it little uh, bumps sideways so that you're. But that that doesn't control the car as as precise uh, precisely as as a steering wheel. And then you have of course the force feedback, which most of the wheels now have, which will give you the the tactile sensation of of the changes in in surface the uh your tires that are getting uh, uh, a bit uh, well, softer or overheating you're, you're gonna slip you're gonna have the the feel in the wheel of of, of the the car not responding as well as it uh, it should be uh, when it's uh it's uh, when it's on fresh tires or whatever all of that you can't get with a, a controller so if that if you're into um, driving games or racing games, these are all little things that that are gonna that you're gonna up your game when you're when you have a wheel. Interesting. On the yeah, on the downside though, there's a cost to that. Like a racing wheel, a decent racing racing wheel, like the Logitech G29, uh, is gonna cost you about 300 bucks at least.
0: Mm.
3: Okay, uh, and that's if and that's uh, like a basic setup. Uh, if you go for um, for direct drive wheels, which are essentially instead of having gears and and uh, and straps that drive the the force feedback, uh, for uh, direct drives are like just a shaft directly in a motor. Uh, these are a thousand bucks and and higher. Like a Fanatec setup could cost you two or three thousand dollars easily. Jesus, uh, so yeah, 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 you have to consider that. It, it's that's the biggest, I think, uh, con uh, with racing wheels. It, it's it's the cost. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And you also have to consider that just the wheel, it, having the wheel is one thing, but you have to put it somewhere. You have to, you, you clip it on something. And uh, if you're, if you're playing in your living room, uh, the coffee table won't, won't cut it. You know, you need, you'll need a, a stand to attach the wheel to, uh, to, to clip your pedals on so that they don't slip all over the place when you're, you're hitting those corners and that's another you know another few hundred bucks if you're going with the basic uh, stand and it goes again uh, in the thousands if you're if you're going for something like a play seat with uh, with racing seat and, and everything and of course uh, it takes some room you know you need the space to to, to put that so when you're when you're not playing um where do you put the wheel uh where do you put your racing setup you need some place to to store it uh, it's not something that fits easily under your couch or in a drawer next to your uh, next to your your playstation you you need some kind of storage base to 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 put that in and then there's the, the there's the learning curve so if you're if you've been playing racers with your, your controller for the last uh, 15 years and you uh, you buy a wheel uh, you you have to unwire your 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 racing brain and have it rewired so that you 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 you, you learn how to drive or race uh in a game with a steering wheel, so adjusting to the uh, the, the travel of the the pedals, to the force feedback, to uh, the, the the sitting position, um, you know, all all the things that you need to to learn when you're driving a car, you have to relearn when you're driving a car in a game, because you, you don't have the the same references either as, as driving a car. You don't have the 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 movement and everything, so it's a bit it's a bit different. So overall, if you're just if you're just like really a casual gamer and you like to play games like Need for Speed or Wreckfest or uh you know those those um kart racers or stuff like that, a racing wheel is probably not um uh, a good idea. Uh but if you're into uh more uh simulation racers like uh, Gran Turismo and stuff like that and you really, you know, you really want to play a lot, then uh you you can evaluate do you have the space Do you have the, the 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 money to buy it uh and are you willing to spend hundreds of hours on those games to make it worth the investment
0: yeah that's a really good point i like how you brought up sort of the logistics of it too and and also like the learning curve associated with it you wouldn't be able to just bring it home day one and be successful Right away, but I do feel like you know you mentioned Gran Turismo 7, and we've been hearing a lot about how the VR experience with PSVR 2 is really great in that game. And I can't help but wonder if you coupled the racing wheel with the PSVR 2 headset for a game like that, just how immersive and fun that would actually be. So that that's certainly something that's intriguing to me, though. Knowing myself, I primarily play Mario Kart 8, and you know those kinds of racing games doesn't really seem like it would be anything that i should be looking at but slugger what do you what do you think about pat's sort of breakdown of the of the racing wheel and what what do you think about just racing wheels in general have you ever messed with them
2: um <clears throat> yeah i've messed with them but like very cheap ones you'd get for like i don't know 50 bucks from walmart so the last time i ever used a racing wheel was with the nintendo 64 <laughs> oh my gosh so they have completely evolved in change I mean you could go on twitch or really any streaming website now and you'll see people with the whole friggin setup there's those crazy ones I don't know if you've seen them where they're almost like a small body of a car that are up on hydraulics in people's bedrooms and the vehicle like it'll kind of raise off the ground and then they actually like move around those are pretty insane
0: yeah that's nuts that's like ready player one status you know with the yeah. haptic gloves and the, the the sort of treadmill thing going on yeah Pretty cool,
2: and like like you said, those guys have like right now a lot of them have like wraparound screens. But I wonder if you throw like take that scenario with VR. I bet that's like a mind blowing experience. Um, uh, oh, totally. So the nice thing have...
3: about oh, sorry, no, you're the fine. Nice... Go ahead. The nice thing about the VR is is like you mentioned you 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 don't need all those screens. the The biggest issue or or problem I'm having with playing racing games with with the wheel is is that you try and do your your you know look back or sideways and you can't. Mm. But with the yeah. VR, that that happens. You turn your head, you see outside your side window. Um, so yeah, and that's part of the learning curve. Like you never, you need to 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 disconnect your 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 usual driving habits from you know looking around and just stay focused on what you see on screen. Because otherwise, there's always buttons that allow your your driver to look out the window, but then you don't see like. In front anymore, right? So yeah, but with the VR, and they 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 started doing that with uh, Gran Turismo Sport, right? By the way, not not only on Seven, Gran Turismo Sport has uh, PSVR support also.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, it's it's a huge like gap for me in sort of Sony first party and like th- you know I've I haven't played any Gran Turismo game ever, so. I really have no idea what they're like. I remember playing a little bit of Horizon on Xbox One because I believe it came with my console. It was like the, the packaged in game. But the simulation racers for me are just not necessarily what I want to be doing when I when I'm playing a racing game. Something like it's kind of a meme at this point, but like Horizon Chase Turbo or like something that's just more arcadey and and fun and snappy is definitely what I gravitate to more. But I have been watching a lot of the f1 documentary series on netflix drive to survive and been really getting into like sort of looking at f1 news and stuff like that so i am curious about checking out one of those games because the trophy lists don't look too horrible so who knows maybe i will break into the simulation racing game at at some point but um daryl what do you think have you ever used a racing wheel and what are your thoughts on on sort of how pat broke that down
1: Uh, I did use a racing wheel, kind of like the one that Slugger used, just a, like a cheap racing wheel. Um, I I played it back on the Xbox 360, it was like a bundle, and one of the games was like a racing game, so I think for Christmas I got a wheel with that. It was fun, I, I liked it, I didn't really play a lot of racing games then, I still don't play a lot of racing games now, but I had fun with it, I was just really bad at driving i think i hit a wall with, and i was just like ah, oh, you know it was fun i'll play something else <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know like pat said i think if you're really into racing games um it's probably gonna be worth it to to invest into a racing wheel um it just depends on like how like how involved you are like with those kind of games sure you know whether it makes sense or not to invest into a racing uh, a racing wheel i think if you're looking for the immersion and the experience you should like for me i i'm relating my experiences with like these kind of games with like rock band and guitar hero cuz i really enjoy those games cuz i was able to like use the drums use the guitar mm-hmm. and i have really like great memories of those games just like linking up with my friends and my wife you know just playing those games I I think you know those kind of games the accessories really enhances the experience like to a whole nother level so yeah if you're really into like racing games I would say yeah uh you should probably invest in the racing wheel but just keep in mind like Pat said you know the cost is probably the one thing that stands out to me a lot Even like $300 for a racing wheel, I still think that's a lot of money. And I would probably spend that much money if that's all I was playing was just racing games. But, you know, for someone like me in my case, I play all sorts of games. So just dropping $300 on a game or even a a genre I don't really play that often just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. But, you Mm -hmm. know, everybody's different.
0: Right. Right. Well said. I I did also want to just quickly call out the fact that and I put it in the show notes too but like there's a there's this speed run I saw of alien isolation which slugger you've played so you know like how how tough that game is on nightmare um yeah. they did it a speed run with a racing wheel and I was like blown away of the fact that like you have and this isn't totally new it's not a novel thing but for me noticing it in the speedrunning community there's a lot of these like using less standard control inputs to make the game more challenging you see it a lot with fromsoft games like people beating elden ring with a guitar hero guitar and stuff like that but i just was like wow that's crazy so the whole idea of even using the wheel as like your primarily primary control method rather for like every game is is something that's it's pretty wild i think that would be a pc specific thing like you're not going to be able to get that granular with it on, on a console but yeah just wanted to say that there is uh, some other uses for it <laughs> i guess if you're if you're willing to learn and sort of rewire your brain so pretty interesting
2: pat. <clears throat> pat does your is your wheel the logitech that first one you mentioned
3: yeah the g29 yeah.
2: okay uh you so you're playing gt5 on the ps3 does that work across all the like main or the last three consoles like ps3 ps4 ps5 like yeah work? it does
3: that's why I went for that one because there there's a a toggle a switch that you can toggle that uh, switches between PS3 and PS4 on it uh when you and when you're on PS4 mode it also works on the PS5 uh i i honestly wanted um the uh, it's i think it's the G920 okay. 923 whatever the the higher uh higher end model of uh, it's not a direct drive it's a belt drive but it's i think it's 5 or 600 bucks but it didn't support the PS3 and uh, wow. I really want to do GT5 and GT6 on PS3 so I I needed a, a wheel that would that would support that right
2: um sorry I have a whole bunch of questions uh did, so you're talking about force feedback and like the wheel is the force feedback just in the wheel or do you actually like feel feedback in the pedals as well like when you're braking if you start to slip does like the brake pedal like throttle or you know do you understand what i'm asking
3: yep yep uh so on the lower end wheels like the g29 you only have force feedback in the steering wheel okay uh when you go uh higher like i was talking about uh fanatech earlier uh these have uh interchangeable load cells in the pedals that you can change uh which mimic um the resistance uh, of a braking and uh, gas pedals I'm not sure if they're uh, they're actually linked to the game, but uh, I know you can change the the the, the, the resistance on those uh, on console. I'm not sure. I know on PC some of the wheels will also have that resistance on the clutch, the brakes, and the the, the gas pedal. On console, I'm not sure. Okay,
2: and since you mentioned clutch, do you drive manual or is it auto?
3: Uh, I, I drive auto i okay, i am cool. I like the driving simulation but not to the point where i i want to yeah go <laughs> <a auto. laughs>
2: yeah fuck that
3: <laughs> that, yeah. Sounds,
2: that sounds tough yeah. um, i would love to try one of those wheels that's why i'm asking so many questions because like i said the last wheel i used was like a cheap like walmart version so instead of like using a thumbstick to steer yeah you have this steering wheel but there's no feedback there's no sensitivity so it's like Cool, just take the thumbstick and make the make it the size of the steering wheel and that's essentially what I was doing. Like it almost made it way harder to play. Uh so I'd be curious to like see what I I would love to get on a high end one and kind of see how it translates to like a it, real it's, car.
3: It's crazy. The the higher ones, like the one I have I I'm not sure the exact specs, but it, it has I think three point five newton meter force feedback, which is I don't know. I have no idea how much that is, but it's. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say I it, don't know what that metric is. Yeah. Me <laughs> neither. I just looked at the specs the other day, and um, and it gives a kick. Like when your car starts spinning, spinning out, uh, you know, the, the wheel kicks enough to to like not hurt you, but to, to you know, you feel it. Yeah. The fanatec, so cool. the fanatec goes up to twelve newton meters, like four times stronger. And I was watching a YouTube video the other day comparing the g29 with a uh, fanatic i don't know what model and the guy was like you know he did one lap on the nurburgring which is about 12 kilometers right uh, the 21 kilometer track and at the end of the the the, the, the lap he was like i'm exhausted wow. uh, he, he couldn't feel <laughs> his arms anymore the thing wow. is so powerful that it, it will it will actually and and i i understand because doing the nurburgring with the logitech after one lap like like my chest hurts because i'm you know uh uh Holding the wheel and, and and fighting the car, especially when you have a cheap ass car. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it steers like a, a third. But anyways, there you go. Hmm. Yeah,
0: pretty wild. Hmm. The physical aspect coming in. It's almost like you'd have to, if you have a nice end wheel like that, like you you have to train up to even be able to participate in and complete some of these courses that you're uh, that you're playing. So it really does take that simulation. It sounds like to the next level.
3: I actually wear racing shoes and and gloves when I when I play GT five.
0: What? That's yeah, wild. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Do you live stream uh, your racing or no? No, I, I don't. Oh, I feel the, like you should.
3: I'll do it on. Uh, I'll do it when I I play um, Gran Turismo Sport. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'd it, be. Really I, cool. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to bring the PS three in this in the, in the streaming room. Uh, the. the because of the the um, uh, how do they call it the the um, protection HDCP protection on the PS3, I need to put a bunch of switches on the uh, like a, a a little switch box which strips ah, okay. the HDCP protection and that that cuts out the 4K to my monitor. So I I need to rewire a bunch of stuff to my capture card and everything. I don't want to fuck with that. So uh, yeah, not any, anything PS3 will not be streamed. But when I get to Gran Turismo Sport, I'll 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 be streaming that. It's so mostly me odd. being.
2: It's mostly me being selfish. I I really just want to see your setup like in action.
3: Yeah. Mm. So even
2: like a YouTube vod would be cool to kind of like see, uh, see you do a race or two.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 I could set up the camera and, and film a few races.
0: Yeah. Damn. Make sure you have a pineapple during mid race. Okay. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, very cool. I think that was a great discussion. So thank you for that question, King K 6969 He actually wrote it for episode 79, but a little bit of miscommunication there on when you were going to be on. So it's, it's perfect. We saved it. And I, I hope that you're satisfied with that answer, King. So thank you for that. Let's move on to our question from Maximum Carnage. So here we go, boys. We got the typical breakdown in names. So I'll let you guys pick who you want to be. <clears throat> he says, greetings, Peter, Quagmire, Cleveland, and Joe. Little family guy stuff. This question is aimed at Pat, but the rest of you are free to chime in. Pat, as a true veteran of the trophy hunting scene like myself, starting from day one, you've experienced all the changes Sony has made to the PlayStation ecosystem and the PlayStation network. In hindsight, do you think it was the right move for Sony to expand on its infrastructure by continuing to build its network on the foundations set up in the PS3 era? Or should Sony have built a new PlayStation PlayStation network for the PS4 using what they had learned from the PS3? rather than building on top of what was already established. To me, it seems like we're still seeing issues on PSN caused by the PS3 era. Things like changing usernames, game licenses being overridden by the new tier service, PS2 classics having issues running on PS5, and not being able to purchase gold-slash-special editions of games because the PS Plus basic version was claimed. We're all big fans of the PlayStation consoles and PSN, but it's okay to be critical of the choices Sony have made over the years. Would love to hear some thoughts on this. And as his bonus question, do you miss the more difficult trophy lists and prestigious platinums from the p s three area three area jesus p s three era <laughs> would you like to see them return for more of the first and second party experiences so as this question is aimed primarily at pat pat we'll have you go ahead and answer first, and then the rest of us can give some thoughts so what do you think about maximum's question here
3: all right, so what I think is i from from a business perspective, i think that Sony's decision is understandable. Um it's building an infrastructure like the PSN and, and the, the trophies and the profiles and your 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 stats and everything, it requires a lot of, of time and money. Um and PS PS3 was the first uh the first platform where they had that. And to be able to or, or to scrap that and start over again would have cost Millions of dollars in development and and uh, testing and, and and you know uh, getting people to transfer their accounts or create new accounts. People complaining because they're losing their legacy stuff. Like I I'm, I'm happy that I can see three generations of, of of games on my profile. You know even though it's not perfect and there's there's uh, there's issues with like. Uh, like maximum carnage mentioned with the uh, with the uh, changing names which i did i did change my name and i didn't have any any problems i know some people do have problems but personally it went super super good and and uh, my my name changed everywhere and i didn't lose any data and, and it went fine mm. um so yeah no, i know i am you know whenever you're building something that that's that's uh, going to last for generations cuz i think that's the the plan with with uh, stuff like the psN network or or like facebook or social media in, in general you're building something that's gonna last a long time of course you're gonna do some mistakes the the, the foundations might be you know a test or something but you're building on that and you, you fix it as you go and I think Sony is doing a good job i, I have I, I'm, I have more positive points with the ecosystem and, and how it's built. Then I have negative ones.
0: Interesting. Okay. I I think that you make some good points about the business side of things. And just to add to that quickly before you get into the other side of the question, the thing to consider is what the competition is in the space. So if you look at Xbox 360, right, which was the direct competitor to PS3, that infrastructure and that back end system stayed the same going to Xbox One. You had immediate, out-of-the-gate, backwards compatibility, first and foremost. And then you also had, like you were mentioning, you didn't. it didn't require us to go in and change our usernames, to re-sign up, to do a new account, or anything like that. So if you're looking at that from Sony's perspective, because while they create these things in somewhat of an isolation within their company, they are aware of what the other companies are doing. It's stupid to say they're not. So in in that time, if they're looking at what the jump from 360 to Xbox One is going to be, and they see that Xbox is doing all these things to... Favor continuity and to keep their ecosystem as one streamlined process. Like, you cannot then come out and ask your user base, which was already participating in a largely losing console war at that time, to then recreate all this stuff and start over again on the PS4, even if doing so might have saved you some trouble down the line and would have maybe gotten rid of some of these issues that we're seeing. So, my point being that if they're not in a vacuum here. Like, so the competition and what the Xbox side was doing is important to understanding maybe why some of these decisions were made. So I just wanted to to point that out as well. And yeah, do you have an answer for his bonus part of the question there, Pat?
3: Of course I do. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so so yeah, I, I'm I'm not okay. So I'm not that much into difficult trophies. I'll play games on the highest difficulty when I need to do it for trophies like currently i'm gonna i'm playing uh, rise of the Tomb raider uh there's a a trophy uh for um finishing the game on survivor difficulty so i went in and i I started survivor right away but if i didn't have to do that i would have played on on normal right um so do i miss the harder games of the ps3 era not really because no i i don't Strive on difficult games like Daryl does. Does, uh, but uh, <laughs> what I do miss though is is uh, when a platinum meant something. Like what I miss is is like earning a platinum today means nothing to me. Like it, it, I'm I'm happier to get that gold trophy, that last gold trophy, than I am uh, from popping that plat. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, the plat is awarded to you for free. Right. You, you don't have to do anything to get a plat. so what i'm looking for when i hunt is a balanced list that's what i miss having balanced list and i'm not talking about trophy distribution here i'm talking about <laughs> yes, <laughs> cause for my me, favorite a, a gold yes. and, and I, I i i think we did touch on that when i was on the show uh, episode 24 26. um for me a bronze a silver and a gold they're all the same a trophy is a trophy i don't care about gold, silver, and bronzes. What I care is what do I need to do to get that trophy? Is it a trophy that's story related? Is it the collectibles? Is it a side quest? Is it something like a random event, like using the shotgun twenty two times or mm-hmm. uh, capturing one hundred and twenty two birds with uh, your 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 bird catcher, whatever? You know, <laughs> that's what I look at. Right. So yeah, I I don't miss the ps3 era i miss the golden age of the the the, the, the platinum trophy mm-hmm.
0: and do you think that like when you say the platinum's not worth anything anymore to some extent like i agree with you i think we all would because and i just want to get your quick take on like is it because of those sort of cheaper like press x this many times to get the platinum like do you think it's those type of games primarily that have degraded the value so much because all of us right now like we're going to record for like two two and a half hours right if i wanted Mm -hmm. to in that time i could earn like 20 platinums it doesn't you know it doesn't matter like the the, it's so quick and it's so little effort nowadays so my my opinion is it's because of those type of games but i'm curious what you think
3: absolutely absolutely yeah i mean I, i i i don't i don't mind if you get a platinum for an easy game that took you 25 hours to complete you know, you, you played for 25 hours to get a plat, which is, I think, a decent amount of time to mm-hmm. get a, a platinum. 25 seconds? You shouldn't even get one bronze for 25 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It takes more
3: time than that to boot the games I play than complete, like, a, a platinum for twenty in 25 seconds.
0: Totally, totally. Daryl, it sounded like you wanted to say something. Go ahead. I know, I was starting to say... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. were...
2: <laughs> Like you're kind of joking, but it's like it's serious. And I don't want to lean too far into JB's topic because I bring this up in there. But like we're sitting here for two and a half hours. You could record the show and be popping those plats. It's so little effort. Yeah. Because a lot of those like jumping games, it says like press R1 to make your cow jump. And then you don't even have to press it. You just hold it. And then you hold it for about thirty seconds, and the platter is like you—you you could be sitting here recording this show, <laughs> just cranking the platter.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's next level, dude. <laughs> yeah, multitasking. But um, yeah, it, it is—it's interesting. So I, I I guess like to kind of give my perspective on Max's question, though he didn't specifically ask for it. Uh, first of all, I'm going to claim Joe as my character. So moving on from that, I think I talked—I touched on the Xbox side and how the competition is really important for this discussion, but. I also have, a, I think, a different perspective, definitely, because a lot like Daryl, you know, I was an Xbox 360 guy. And I know, Slugger, you were on 360 a decent amount, too. So by the time I came into the PlayStation ecosystem, it was 2016, right? The the PS4 had been out for a couple of years already. And things were pretty much established and optimized from my perspective. I I did think the UI was a bit weird comparatively, but that's always going to happen when you change consoles and stuff like that. But one thing I think that they clearly still need to work on a little bit is the storefront. And they've made good strides towards that recently. And they're, you know, they've they've started to limit and sort of hide those jumping taco games a little bit more. And th- there's some uh, curation, I guess is the right word, that's going on. I know Sacred Symbols talks about that a lot too, but that is good, but I still think it sort of sucks. Like sometimes when I'm searching for stuff, especially on the app on my phone, I'll type in the fucking game title, okay? And it's like, here, do you want this skin in Dragon Ball Z? Do you want this extra currency? Do you want this DLC that's not even the game that you typed in? And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, I'm literally just putting the name in. Like, shoot me the name, you know? So that's, that's like, one thing where I think their, their back-end infrastructure and something with, like, their search algorithm is is still fucked. And I don't know if it was back in the PS3 day as much. I can't speak to that. But I did just want to say that's something they need to work on. And additionally, like... We had a little discussion in the Discord about this, but one thing that Xbox does really well is the rare achievement noise and animation. So when you pop something that is, you know, I I don't know what the percentage is, but like most of the time when I'm playing stuff on Halo because people only do multiplayer in that game, all of the campaign stuff is like ultra rare. So you start popping them and you get this really satisfying diamond that pops up. It does like a cool spinning animation. It's a different sound effect and it's really, really satisfying to do. And I know they've added a Platinum animation, I think, with the most recent software update, but I haven't gotten a Platinum in, like, three weeks, so I don't know what that looks like yet. But, you know, that's cool, but it's I don't know if it's enough. And I also think the Platinum, like, sound in the for the new Platinum is really not that good. Like, it seems kind of muted. So there's some, like, trophy-specific things that I think that Sony could improve on that seem sort of like relics of how they used to do things. You know, we we theorized a lot about oh, are they going to upgrade and overhaul the trophy system when they go from PS4 to PS5? Like, are they going to add another tier, a different level? Or, like, how are they going to do this? And the answer was, like, no. They, they pretty much kept it exactly the same, uh, albeit adding some trophy tracking in their trophy list now. Um, you know, the hint system and the card system. I actually think the trophy tracking system single-handedly leads to a lot of glitched trophies, it seems like, so far, particularly when there's PS4 and PS5 versions of a game. But that's, like, a separate discussion. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, to talk on those cash grab games a little bit, like, why do those have platinums? And, like, I'm playing Contra, the Anniversary Collection, it doesn't have a platinum. Why doesn't Castlevania Collection have a platinum? Why doesn't Journey have a platinum? Why doesn't, you know, like, there's a bunch of these things where it's like they need to, I think, have a better rule set for their platform. Every game that comes out on the system, I think, should have a platinum. And if you wanted to maybe address some of those jumping taco things and de-incentivize them... You'd make it so that certain price points get cut off from having a platinum. So if your game is less than $5, for example, you can't have a plat. Like something like that would solve a whole lot of things. And just imagine what it would do to the leaderboards and to the trophy tracking and and all this stuff if those games stopped having platinums. You could still get trophies in them, but you couldn't get platinums, right? Like I I think that that would be really, really interesting. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that first piece. And then quickly, because I'm rambling... I've talked a lot about in the past, we all have about the death of Sony first party and second party difficult or specifically first party related, you know, difficulty trophies in games like they're they're just not there. You know, a Sony first party game is not hard to platinum anymore. It might take you some time, but they're not difficult. And I'm sure that there's a business case for that. They probably see engagement go up. They probably see hours spent go up. You know, all these things, even, you know, sales might be going up a significant amount based on the fact that it has an easy platinum and I'm sure that's all well and good, but it just doesn't feel the same. It's, you know, in a way it's the secondary thing for me that makes platinums feel less valuable when it's like, if 50% of people have this platinum, what is it even worth anymore? You know, the, the, the rarity is tied to scarcity and value is tied to scarcity with things in life, right? Like precious minerals, precious metals. It's because they're rare that they're worth something. So when something's common, who cares, right? And it, it, it's just frustrating. And I, and I know that it's some people like it. I know, Slugger, you've talked a little bit about how there is an element of, like, you know when you play a, a Sony first-party game that you just get to sit there and enjoy the game, and you know the Platinum will come. And I do think there's something to that, and it is fun, and it's not stressful. You, you usually don't have to look at a guide or whatever. But I love Call of Duty coming out every year and having a veteran playthrough trophy. I think that that's great. You know, and having played Last of Us PS4, doing grounded mode, I love that compared to when I played the part one trophy list, when it's like I could have played the whole thing on easy in one playthrough and been done in 12 hours with the platinum. So I don't know. I just think that I do miss those harder lists from Sony, and you can very clearly track across the PS4 generation how those have slowly gone away and died in their first party games. They're just not there anymore. You know, the best that you're going to get is maybe a new game plus on hard trophy for stuff, and it's a DLC trophy. And unless you're someone who cares about 100%ing everything, then you don't even really engage with that. You know, like, trophy hunters are a niche group. People who 100% everything on top of that is an even smaller subset of the community. So, I don't know. That's kind of my general take on that. But let's go to, because I've been talking for a long time, let's go to you, Slugger, for some thoughts on this.
2: All right. Um, I'm going to agree with Pat from a business decision that's on the infrastructure portion of the topic i can see why they wouldn't change anything from a business decision like it would just cost so much money from a gamer i i wish they just overhauled the whole thing i have so many gripes with kind of like the old infrastructure creating still to this day creating problems because i mean so yes they would have had to overhaul the infrastructure but right now the ps3 and the ps4 like I don't know. I'm never gonna go on my PS4 and buy games for my PS3, or vice versa. So they almost could have been two separate storefronts, um, maybe connected in a very minor way, just for like game licenses, and because some games can be played on like Vita, PS3, PS4. So maybe you just have like one little bridge across the two infrastructures, so like that's tied to your account, so the game licenses can work on all the consoles you own. But game, like, so game license—that's a big one I want to hit on. Um, cause it's affected me multiple times and this is almost like a PSA, uh, for all our listeners and for you guys with this new subscription service. And I mean, this all started with PlayStation now, but so like on PlayStation now, if I played a game on there, it would give me a game license and I would play the game. Uh, sometimes I'd beat it. Sometimes I'd drop it, whatever. And then six months down the line, that game would get offered up on PlayStation Plus. And it's like, well, I want to claim this game on PlayStation Plus because I'm always going to have a PlayStation Plus subscription. I don't know if I'm always going to have a PlayStation Now subscription or in the new game, in the new subscriptions version, like the extra or premium. I don't know if I'm always going to have those. So I would like to claim it at the base tier. But the back end system thinks, oh, you own this game already. Like you own it, so you can't claim it through PlayStation Plus. And that, like, that's really frustrating. So it happened to me with Sims 4. I played Sims 4 on PlayStation Now when it was on there. I popped a couple trophies, and then I dropped it. And then it came on PlayStation Plus, and I tried to claim it. And it's like, nope, you own it. So I had to... And it happened with that, and it happened with Steep. Ugh. And I've seen lots of Reddit posts where people are still encountering this problem to this day, where they go to purchase a game or claim it off PS Plus, but they can't because they've claimed it in a previous... Uh, like, subscription service. And then you're stuck having to reach out to customer support and say, hey, I need you to delete the license off my profile so I can, like, reclaim it under a new license. And it's, like, maybe a 50% chance the guy you're talking to actually knows what the hell you're talking about. So that specific problem really irks me. Um, what else? Oh, I wanted to hit, and this is more of my gripe. I know Pat loves them, but... Mm-hmm. I wish we had shared trophy lists across all the platforms. Mm. Oh, so, like, cause I'm running into this problem where I have PS4 games and they're at like 50% or they're not complete. And I would love to go back and clean them up, but a new PS five version drops. And it's like, well, I really want to play this game with all the bells and whistles, but then I have two lists and I have to play through this game twice. Right. Or play it on the PS four and auto pop it. And I really don't want to auto pop it. That I don't have a problem with people who auto pop. I just, I don't find the enjoyment in it, so I won't do it. But yeah, I would love like Xbox has their, I forget what they called it. What's their smart delivery works on everything. Smart Smart delivery. delivery. Yep. Yeah. The smart delivery is great. Like if you play the game on Xbox one or series S or series X, it's all the same trophy list. Doesn't matter what version you play. It's a single trophy list. So you can always play the best version of the game, no matter what, and keep making progress on your trophies or in that case achievements. And I kind of wish we had that on the PlayStation. Me too. It's funny. Cause I remember Xbox kind of like touting smart delivery. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why are they even trying to like, why are they trying to throw a name on this? Like, yeah, you're like, Duh. that should
0: just be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Obviously the PS five is going to do that. Like they're stupid to even try and market this. And then the PS five came out and they did it. And I'm like, what? We have <laughs> multiple trophy lists for the same game. And I have to play through the game multiple times. Like, like, no, I just want to play Judgment, the PS5 version, and do cleanup. Like, Right. But instead, I have to play the PS4 version. And that's a me problem. That's not an everyone problem because not everyone cares about trophies and their completion percentage. Yeah. Um.
0: I mean, for me, the one that comes to mind is Final Fantasy VII Remake where I have progress on that, but it's the PS4 version. And I would love to play the PS5 version at 60 frames and have it look awesome and all this stuff. But it's like, well, if I'm going to play it now, I'm going to clean up the list I already have. So you're, yeah, you're sort of sacrificing, yeah, the fidelity and, and being able to play the best version of something just for the, the percentage, so.
2: Yeah, it, it feels super creepy because it's like mm-hmm. casual gamers don't care. Like, who gives a shit if they have, like, two games that are the same on their profile? They're going to play the best one. Yeah, they but might like not even gonna... open the trophy
0: list in a game. A lot, a lot of my friends yeah. back in the day would just be popping them and they would either hide the notifications or just never look until they beat the game. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: like, most recently we encountered this with ESO, Mm -hmm. where it's like we dove back in ESO, and it's like I really want to play the best version, but I don't know if we're gonna stick around with it long enough.
0: Spoiler: we did not. For me to
2: feel, yeah, (laughs) for me to feel comfortable to pop a whole separate trophy list. So yeah, I I wish they kind of overhauled the whole thing just as a gamer, but whatever they didn't. So I gotta live with it. Um, I do think they're making. Good Im- improvements with the PS5. It seems like they're getting a better grasp of how to like clean some of these issues up, but yeah. And then I guess for the PS3 era trophies, uh, I'll agree, I miss the difficulty stuff a little bit. What I don't miss is games not, uh, it seemed more common back then. Like if a game had three or four different difficulties, you had to play every difficulty, like it wouldn't stack. So if you beat it in the see. hardest difficulty, it wouldn't unlock all the difficulties below it. Yeah. Um, the one that's coming to mind for me on that was is like Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, oh, you had to play through the game four times because you had to do all the difficulties. And it's like I don't want to play through Kingdom Hearts four times for a platinum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, super uh, super frustrating. I did that with Killzone. Killzone was one of those games where you had to play it on each difficulty to unlock every difficulty related trophy so definitely don't mi- i i miss the difficulty trophies but i don't miss the the lack of
3: stacking when it came to them yeah but that, that was that was just the devs being asses. right because yeah. it's not sony doesn't control that basically it's just the devs decide how their the trophies are gonna are gonna pop and back then you know i think trophies are a new thing for for playstation i don't know how far in the the chain those those games you mentioned were but uh if it were early games that got the early early trophy iterations they probably just didn't know, didn't know what they were doing and just <laughs> improvised
0: oh yeah 100
2: so i'm sure you're right that it was a dev issue i wonder i wonder if it was a lack of not knowing how to like tie them together like could sony have done a better job by sending reps to game companies or you know giving a big ass pamphlet of hey here's how to program this stuff (laughs) you can chain trophies together developers you can uh, link this stuff so multiple trophies pop at a time Mm -hmm. because my thought is like was there devs out there that they were just like ah we don't know how to make more than one trophy pop at a time so uh (laughs) you just got to play through it four times
0: it's certainly possible but i think we're overlooking the obvious which is that them doing it potentially on purpose to make you spend more time with the game
2: and you that know? could be a thing.
0: Yeah, like, you know, they're like, well, we're going to make you play it four times because you're playing our game instead of another game. You know, and it's... uh, Yeah, although it's in Sony's best interest to let you play multiple games, it's in the devs' interest for you to play their game. You know, they get data on that, and they can say, hey, look at this heat mapping. People are playing a shit ton of hours of our game. Give us funding, we're going to make a sequel. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It, I it's also, interesting.
2: I also, this one just came to mind. I also don't miss the online passes. So, Colin, did you play on PS3 or no? Nope. Yeah, so you didn't have to pay for online. And then I think Sony realized, hey, we're missing out on a lot of money. uh, So we're going to start tying online passes to games. And games started having online modes everywhere that shouldn't have. Like God of War had an online game. Ratchet & Clank had multiple online-only games. And they were preventing people from going to, like, GameStop and just buying a used game. So... You could do that. You could go to GameStop and buy a used game. But then when you came home, all the online functions would be locked out, and a little option would pop up in the store, and it would say, hey, do you want to buy the online pass for 10 bucks so you can play this game online? Um, And it seemed like their way to kind of battle their losses of not having a similar system like Xbox Live Gold. They're like, oh, we got to make money off this somehow, so let's introduce these online passes. And those were like a disaster. I don't miss those at all.
0: You no, know, I can imagine. That sounds freaking awful. Um yeah, Daryl, let's get you in on this cuz I know we've been talking for a while, but what are your thoughts on you know sort of I guess both parts of the question and also which family guy character are you going to claim?
1: Uh I don't think I would really relate to either Peter or Quagmire, so I'm taking Cleveland. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh as far as the question goes, I think you guys all covered really great points about the PlayStation ecosystem over the years. I kind of stopped the PS2 era, era, and that's when I, like, switched to Microsoft. So I don't really have a ton to add on the positive and negative sides of the PlayStation uh, system as a whole. But one little thing I kind of ran into the other day um, was actually with my cousin. Uh, I, I've been bugging him to get Hell Let Loose. I picked it up as a PS Plus game, and he dropped the ball not picking it up. And we usually play shooters together mm-hmm. uh, when we link up. And I was like, hey, did you pick up this game? He's like, no. I think it's pretty expensive. So I was like, alright, let me check it out in the store. And I get pretty annoyed when games I own when they show up on the store, they show as purchase. So I don't see how much the cost of the game is, whether I own it or not. Yeah. Um, that's pretty annoying because, like, at that point, I couldn't really give them a, a definitive price point on the game. I, you know, at that point, I was like, you, you just got to look it up yourself. For me, it's a purchase, <laughs> so I can't see how much the game actually is. Right. Um, That's my only little gripe about it. I did run into customer service with PlayStation. And for me, I had a pretty good experience. I had a situation where supposedly Red Dead Redemption 2 was bought a second time on my PlayStation uh, console. uh, Which I didn't purchase a second time. But, you know, I told them, like, hey, this is what happened. Uh, They kind of ran me through it. And they're like, oh, as long as you didn't play the game, like, even started it up, you'll be able to get your money back. Um, So I had a, a positive experience with that. But... Um yeah, the things you guys mentioned, I, I really had no idea that's what has happened over the, the PS era. As far as the second question goes, yeah, I wasn't really around when PS3, uh, you know, these Platinums came into the scene. I was on Microsoft at that point. And I do like difficulty trophy lists. I, I always like the challenge. They're not games I really Are drawn to but when I hear that games have like a difficulty trophy I I really like those kind of games because I I always like work myself like I work myself up for these kind of games like Mm -hmm. this is a game I'm gonna be able to accomplish is it really that difficult you know what's the experience gonna be like you know just just that mental fortitude like I'm trying to see if I can actually do it and that's why I kind of have like these random you know occasions where I'm like Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna play Wolfenstein too. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just comes to me like that. Where I'm like, dude, I know that game's like super hard, but you know, let's try it out. And Erica's not even a hard trophy list. But I have just heard people saying, oh, that game's such a bore. You know, I, I don't even know why you would trophy on that game. It's stuff like that. It doesn't have a really difficult trophy list, but it's just the the deep boredom that most players go through. You know, I always find like those kind of games where what's challenging about it is it the list, is there, is it a long game? You know, is it, is just... it a grind? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That's kind of like what I assess like when it comes to those kind of games where people typically stay away from.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think one thing that comes to mind is the, a game I have called Gauntlet Legacy, which I believe Slugger, you've started this game too. It is a really rare, like, I mean, not like less than 1%, but it's a very rare, like, platinum, and a lot of the trophies in there are ultra rare, and it's just because they're grindy. It's not that it's difficult. It's that the game is sort of monotonous, and so no one really takes the time to, like, actually <laughs> go and do any of those. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting point that the difficulty can come in, in different ways and uh, in different facets. So, very cool. Um all right well thank you maximum for that question hopefully you enjoyed the answers and oh wait you guys got to pick so pat we've got peter and quagmire left who do you want to be
3: so i have no idea who those characters are so i had to google mm. I, i'm not a big uh, now i understand it's family guy i think the show
0: correct correct
3: and looking at the picture of the four characters i think i had i'd have to go with peter oh uh, okay because he's the fat guy, and I, I'm a fat guy, so um, that's why. <laughs> I'm just looking at the way his shirt hangs over his belt with yeah. his belly out there. That that's that's uh, that's me.
0: All right. Well, there you go. No, that, that's fantastic. Me, that's
2: good. I'll be the pervy neighbor.
0: Yeah, you'll be Quagmire. <laughs> I'm the disabled guy who's a cop. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it works out. Works out. Okay, guys. Very good. So we've got one more question to go to, and this one comes to us from J.B. Trophy Hunter. His first write-in, I believe, of the show. I know he was really excited to hear Pat on the show and to, to hear us talk. So let's get into it. His question is, with all the changes to trophy hunting that we have seen in recent years, I feel that the number of platinum trophies isn't the most important stat anymore. Any of us can get 100 platinums in a day. When you guys are looking at your own profile, or perhaps when you're stalking other profiles like I do, what stat catches your attention the most? Is it the number of ultra rares? Is it the overall completion percentage? Is it the number of platinums? What do you think would make your profile look better in your own opinion? Glad to see Pat back on the show. So thank you very much, JB. Let's go to you, Slugger, first for your response to this.
2: So we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but I I used to consider like a, a very solid profile, or I guess I used to just look at the number of platinums. and be like, oh, that dude has like, a thousand Platinums, like what a friggin' pro. But now you have to be careful with that. Like he's alluding to, because you can pull that up and actually look at the games and scroll down. And that person doesn't, their profiles is maybe a year old and they have nothing but like the press X to get a plat games. Um So like, it's, I feel like the Platinum has been devalued and you have to be kind of do a bit more research or just look at other stats and, God, we've been talking about this on the Discord and the show forever about like our goals and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I know like these games coming in have completely changed like my own personal goals. I don't sit here and say, oh, I want to get like 400 platinums by the end of the year. Now it's, I want to get my completion percentage to X amount by the end of the year. And yeah, I guess completion percentage can still be artificially boosted with those games as well. Um, so you, I don't know. You really have to kind of dig and just look through someone's games um to kind of I guess see what their profiles like or what they're into. Um yeah, I don't know, if someone has a hundred percent or a thousand platinums, I'm immediately gonna go to the trophy log on PSM profiles and I'm the type who'll go in there, I'll select platinums only, hit the rarity button and then sort from most rare to least rare. Mm. And kind of, like, gauge what that person's played. We did it uh, last episode, I believe, with Slim Santa. Yeah. And I was, like, blown away. I'm like, this dude's a friggin' rhythm expert. Like, he's got all these games that are less than 1%. Like, what a bomb profile to have. I think Emerson is pretty similar. I don't know his PSN name, but I know he's, like, gone for all the Pac-Man games. And a lot of those are, like, notoriously really tough. So yeah, I try and look at everything. I try and look at the platinums and the completion percentage. But if both of those are like seem way too high, where it's like, like is this guy really good or is this just kind of rat plats? Like then I'll kind of dig a bit more and see what they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, my personal skew. I don't. I try not to play the easy games. Uh, I did do one recently, the save room, which I'll talk about here at the end of at the end of the show. But I mean they're easy games but not the press x to win games um i don't know i just i i'm trying to be better about upping my completion percentage and kind of that be like what makes my profile shine like this dude has 800 games like it'd be awesome to one day say or see my profile with eight nine hundred games played like it is right now and sitting at a completion percentage of like above a 90%. Like, I'd feel really, like, proud about that more so than, like, my number of plats.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: I I think it just shows a bit more dedication to, like, getting every ounce out of a game
0: that you possibly can, so. No, I agree. I think that's a, that's a, a good point. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff there. Daryl, let's go to you. What do you think about when you think about what makes a good profile and, and what you, you know, What you think would make your profile better, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, like when when I look on PSN profiles and and I pull up a a profile for a trophy hunter, the first thing I always look at is the number of platinums. Um, I know that's not really a stat line you guys like to look at because generally, the higher the number of platinums, you know, there's always the the case that they probably just did maybe like a, a ton of My Name is Mayo's or "Jumping Tacos, whatever. But I'm just always amazed by, by the number of Platinums, you know, Trophy Hunters get. Whether that's like 100, 200, even the thousands. I like seeing those numbers. It's just, I don't know why. I don't care what they played. I just, I'm always in amazement by the number of Platinums Hunters usually have. Mm-hmm. Um, What I do like to look at as well is like how long it took them to complete those games so like the games they've completed there's a stat where it shows like oh this game was completed uh in this amount of time I like looking at that because it kind of gives you an, an idea of how much that game meant to that person whether they completed like in one month or like you know like six years, you know, it'll you know, like those games in that case is probably just a game like they played the story. Maybe they weren't trophy hunting at that time and just decided to clean up the game like like six years later. I like looking at those because it kind of gives me an idea of like how that game meant to that person. Like if someone completed the game in one month, I'm thinking, oh, man, they probably were really in the groove for that game. They just it hit it clicked for them and they just couldn't stop playing that game. So, that's, like, something I I look at sometimes as well. And the trophy milestones is also another thing, too, because it reminds me of Eli. And I know he was pretty big on making, like, his Platinums mean something. And what I mean by that, like, for every 10 Platinums, it would be, like, a Soulsborne game. And I I think Eli was doing that for a bit. Um, He was like, you know, oh, you know, my 60 will be, like, Bloodborne, or whatever, something like that. So I usually look at the trophy milestones for hunters and see if there's like a pattern to like these platinums being popped. You know, every so often, like every ten platinums, they were getting like a Souls game or like a Mafia game. You know, they were making these uh, platinums pop very special to them. It broke him.
0: It did. (laughs) He never ended up getting. He never ended up getting that Demon Souls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's sad, yeah, so sad something, indeed something like that um it's cool to see that sure my 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 profile's all over the place like my platforms there's no you have no sense of idea like what means to me what games these mean to me it's just like whatever i'm playing at the time it just that's what happens to pop yeah um as far as what i would like to do with my profile um now that, you know, we're, we're starting to see a few more completionists in the Discord community, I want to definitely get my completion up. So right now I'm at 60%. And That's Colin pretty good. Uni, I, yeah, I think uh, we did it together once. We we all looked at our completion, and we were all kind of the same. I think Eli yeah. was just a little bit higher than the both of us.
0: Yeah, I think he had less games played is why, if mm-hmm. I recall. Yeah. Um... I'm just going to pull mine up right now because I want to give you... Yeah, so I'm at
1: 59.21%. Okay, so you're right
0: there with me. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely want to complete more games, earn more trophies so I can bring that completion percentage up. Um, I, I just like the fact that you know there's a lot of players out there who take their completion percentage quite seriously, so I want to work my way up there. Because now I'm starting to, like, look at all of my old games and starting to, like, convince myself that, you know, if you want to get there, you're going to have to play some of these older titles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You got to scroll all the way down yeah. on your profile, you know? Yeah. It's a disease. It is. It's infectious, <laughs> dude. I, I bl- Once you start thinking about it, it's impossible to not. I blame Pat and JB. I do, too. I do, too.
2: I blame <laughs> Slugger.
1: That, that, <laughs> <we'll talk about laughs> game. I'm playing the game because of him. Oh, but, uh... boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> But you know it's it's all it's all good you know you know that's something we want to strive for for our profiles, but yeah you know I just want to get that completion percentage up, and I'm also trying to convince myself as well like even though there's some games that no one lo- you can't no- you can't no you can't long any longer get the platinums for those games, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna try to do what I can. Um, bring that percentage up so like for games like NBA 2K20 ah, it's a tough game because I got a trophy for a stupid reason <laughs> but you know like like subbing in a different player that was a trophy I think it was and it is now on my profile forever I'm still going to try to get all the trophies that are not tied to the online part of the game um, just trying to convince myself like you know if I'm going to get that percentage up you know, I'm just probably going to have to play it. And it probably won't be a, a bad thing because I do like basketball. So it'll be fun. It'll just probably be a game to like install, you know, maybe get a couple games in whenever I feel like playing basketball, stuff like that.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: And even like the Call of Duty games. So oh, I, God. I've actually been enjoying <laughs> like the last two Call of Duty games i played with uh Cold War and geez, I can't remember the other one. Was it Advanced Cold-
0: Warfare or Ghosts was the other one you did? Uh,
1: It was Ghosts. I, yeah. I think it was Ghosts. Eli, Eli and I were playing Ghosts a lot together. But uh, I had fun with those games, you know. But because they have a lot of DLCs, and with some of the the later Black Ops games being quite challenging, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, like, convince myself to go back and play those for those reasons. But... That's uh, going to be money spent. Also, it's going to be a lot of time and skill involved. So, yeah, it's that's
0: that's a really tough one because I agree with you. Like when I look at my profile, there's a lot of Call of Duty games on there that you know, and I I love that the Modern Warfare one and two campaigns that got remastered. Like there was no multiplayer, right? Um, Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare two that came out last year, no DLCs, amazing, right? But um, but Some of those older ones, that was the thing. It was like, there was the Platinum. Like, I have the Platinum in Advanced Warfare, but there's a ton of DLC for that game that I haven't done. Um, Same thing for, like, Infinite Warfare. There's a lot of DLC. And, you know, even going further back, like, you talked about Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4, which I think are just... Black Ops 3 is probably the hardest of them that I know of. And it also has a bunch of DLC, including a ton of Zombies DLC. Um, It's sitting at a... 0.73% for the Platinum and a 0.18% for the 100%. It is an incredibly tough game. And Black Ops 4 is also fucking annoying because that is pretty much entirely multiplayer. Actually, that's even rarer looking at it. That one is sitting at a 0.58% on PSNP for the Platinum and 0.3% for the 100%. So, man. Um, And it's tough because Black Ops 4 being multiplayer-focused and centric, like people are going to move on, right? There's newer Black Ops games. There's newer Call of Duty games after those. So if your game is only multiplayer, that's a tough sell. Like for for you to even be able to win the matches you need to do, you know, and stuff like that, it's going to be tough. So, um,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like now I'm looking at all the older games I have that have like a small percentage. Um, like uh, Star Wars Battlefront, that's a game I played years ago. I don't have a ton of progress on it but like now I'm like I'm thinking like well if I want to get my percentage up, I'm going to have to play this game eventually there's a potential for a server closure coming so like all these thoughts start coming up in my head so yeah. I just like started reaching out on PSN profiles like oh hey does anybody want to boost this game <laughs> it's like 10 <laughs> years old Yeah sure man absolutely but I think the the last thing I'll say before I hand it off is uh what I would like to do for my profile uh specifically is i would like to get almost every game within my ability up to an s rank Whew.
0: man yeah that's i love seeing those s's though i'm right there with you oh yeah yeah it just
1: looks so good man
0: it looks amazing dude when i see my e rank on some things i'm like Ugh. <laughs> you know i just get so so disappointed on some of these like I have an E rank on Sekiro, and I'm like, God damn it, dude! Like I need to go and need to go and get some of that going. Red Dead Two, I have an E rank, but fuck that game. Uh, <laughs> you know, Wolfenstein Two, I have an E rank. Yeah, so I think that's a good goal, man. Indeed. Uh, Pat, let's go to you. What now? You are part of the disease, right? You're part of the the, <laughs> the the group of people that that really got. I think more of us, myself included, and Daryl, it sounded like him too. Like really looking at completion percentage as a really important metric so what what do you think when you look at a profile what makes an impressive one and what are you trying to do with yours
3: all right so first off i accept the blame i'm, I'm glad <laughs> that contaminated all of you guys yeah um uh and uh, there was a another thing just just before i go in um daryl i'm really i really like hearing uh people that that say that they want to go back and play games even they, even if they know that they can't plat it like i i have 3 games on my profile which which can't be platted and i i brought them as high as i could in completion percentage i spent 85 hours on midnight club los angeles Oof. to bring it up to 85% completion and that's the max i can i can go because the online is dead but i had to do like uh i don't know how many friggin races like hundreds of races and, and time attacks and stuff like that and i just you know i knew i couldn't get higher than that 85% I knew it. I, I was like at, at at the, uh, I think it was five or 10% completion. Cause I had played, I had done one race back in 2010 or something. And, and it's stuck on my profile. So hearing, hearing that, you know, you're, you, you want to dedicate time to a game that you know, you're not, you're never going to plat, but you would want to bring it up as high as, as you can. That I really like that. That's something I really uh, appreciate a lot. Yeah. So uh, again, there's there's tons of different ways of looking at uh, at profiles. Like um, before, I go into what re- I really uh, look at. Um, one thing I, I I I can still appreciate is the dedication of some trophy hunters uh, to to get like at the top of those leaderboards. And one of the the guy that's currently number one in the world, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna say his name pro- properly, but Ikemenzi, I think he's a Japanese guy. Um, he has he has. 7,000 plats oh my god 7,261 7, as as of now but his completion percentage is only 60% he has like 217,000 unearned trophies uh, on 16,844 played games this guy has a, a very specific strategy on trophy hunting and it's not something that I appreciate that I, I, I personally like but He's efficient on doing that. He he starts a game, knocks off all the easy trophies and moves on.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
3: So he'll get like all those those quick trophies in the first few hours and then just move on to something else. And he's number one in the world. He has an average of 70.15 trophies per day. Wow. Doing that. Mm -hmm. But personally, when I look at at his profile, it's not something I like. What I like to see is completion percentage and total unearned trophies. That's Well, actually, there's four stats I look at first. Games played, games completed overall co- completion percentage and the number of uh, unearned trophies so when I I look at a profile I look at those stats first a high completion percentage for me shows that the player is dedicated to finish the games rather than just like doing what this guy does and starting games and and moving on uh, i I like to see that dedication that's that's what I that's that's how I hunt and that's what I like to see in profiles uh, that I look at. But yeah, after sense. that, after that, the other thing I look at is the the, the platinum rarity or game completion rate, because not every game have uh not every game has a platinum, and I think that games that don't have a platinum have the same value as platinum games. Like you were talking about Journey earlier. Mm-hmm. Journey for me is is has, is worth as much as uh, God of War, and I, I'm not saying it it's as good, but from a a, a stats perspective it, it has the same worth you know you played through the game you completed all the trophies all the little things you needed to do you didn't get a plot for it it doesn't matter You it, it's up to 100% so um, yeah I, the-
0: I, I agree just real quickly to say I, I don't look at those games as I used to view them pretty negatively and like wouldn't go for them but now I, I have stopped caring and also as a quick tip beep, those are usually worth pretty good points in the race because because there is no platinum they tend to have lower 100 percent completions so anyway go ahead
3: uh yeah so so that's what i look at um completion percentage total unearned trophies number of games started number of games played and the rarity because uh, you can have a hundred percent completion of jumping tackle yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a profile full
3: of jumping games. Like you have a 100 jumping whatever games. Your completion percentage is 100%, but all the games you completed are, are have a platinum rarity of 99.9%. So that for me is is not impressive, you know. Right. Cuz you could do that you, 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 you could have a profile with 100 completed games in in an hour. <laughs> if you play only those games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh so yeah, so that, that's that's what I'm looking for basically. Um now, what what I would like for my profile is to be able to clear out all those games I started back in, in, in the days, which I'm working on slowly, but uh, and only have two games uh, r- currently running at the same time: my stream game and my off-stream game. That's so a good right now, it, well, that's because only having one game playing only one game is is probably going to burn out most of the people you you need a bit of variation it's like eating the same thing over and over and over again uh, every day you need, sometimes you need you know we need chicken instead of of beef or lettuce instead of tofu whatever mm-hmm. vegetarian <laughs> yep
0: yep Good. you uh, you nailed it that's that's exclusively what i eat is lettuce and tofu <laughs> wonderful <laughs>
3: Sounds sounds um super fun. All right, uh, <laughs> so you know I, I I have I currently have 122 games on my profile, 111 completed. So there's 11 games on there, uh, that are you know floating. Three of them I know I I can never complete, so I'm I'm down at eight, and two are the games I'm currently playing. So Rise of the Tomb Raider and, and Grant Turismo. We'll go into that later. So ultimately, there's um there's six games. On my profile now that i need to clean up to achieve that goal and that's that's where i that's what i'm aiming for so I, i'm working on that chipping away slowly at all those old trophies and old games that i've, I've started and trying to get them complete uh ultimately uh completion percentage uh 99 because i don't think i can get to 100 i could get to 100 with rounding but you know it's, it's never going to be a real 100 mm-hmm. percent. i'm currently at 94.86 completion nice uh and that's because i started rise of the tomb raider uh and added 125 trophies to my unearned. <laughs> so that's uh currently two nine two hundred and ninety one, 291 wow. trophies
0: i don't even want to so, say yeah. my number dude
3: <laughs> i can say it. I'll, I'll just open your profile it's
0: yeah. 3611 unearned trophies
3: how, how can you live with yourself
0: i know dude i know <laughs> when i when i scroll down and look i mean the excuse that i have which is not really an excuse it's like i'm paying for my former sins now was that i got my ps4 in 2016 i didn't start trophy hunting until december of 2019 which means that for 3 years i pretty much just played very casually and so a lot of these games that i need to go and clean up are stuff that i just started when you know i was just kind of more casually playing and and during that time too i mostly played league of legends on pc so my playstation wasn't even my primary gaming like console or area so yeah it's kind of like i'm going back and again a lot of these things on the bottom of my list are just like god damn it dude like mighty number no. nine really why did i start that you know it's said <laughs> like i gotta go do that overwatch is on my list like darkest dungeon some of this stuff where i'm like holy moly um and i think i only have maybe I know one, maybe two games that are, like, unobtainable for the full, full 100%. There's multiplayer in Final Fantasy 15 that I guess you can no longer get. And that is frustrating. But luckily, I could still get the platinum, at least in the game. I just couldn't get the, like, the full 100%. So, yeah, I got a lot of under and trophies. Um, I don't know. My, my, like, overall kind of stats, real quick. I'm working on completion percentage. Uh, I have 194 games played, only 79 completed. And that's because, and this is what really got me going on this completion percentage thing was that it doesn't count as a completed game if you only have the platinum which I'm a little bit mixed on because in an ideal world for me this system should be smart enough to know that I either own or don't own the DLC right I'm getting punished for stuff I didn't even opt into I didn't buy I didn't sign up for right I signed up for the base game and then a year later DLC comes out and it's like okay well now I'm it's punishing me for it which I don't really like, but it really spurred me on to be like, okay, well, some of these Resident Evil games I've played don't count. They're not completed on my profile, and I hate that. So I had to go back and try to fix some of those things. Um, and I and I guess like to just jump into sort of what I look at, I just made a bullet point list, and then I'll kind of maybe do a little bit of an expansion. But first thing I look at now, which is not what it used to be, is overall completion percentage, right? That's part of that disease we talked about. <laughs> then the second thing that I look at is ultra rares. But even, as Slugger noted, that can be a bit deceptive because just playing a bunch of really obscure games will get you ultra-rares. That doesn't actually mean that they're difficult or anything like that. They just might be stuff that no one really looks at. Maybe the game's horrible, and that's why it's ultra-rare, right? Um,
3: It's not only difficulty, though. It could be just the sheer the grind amount of, uh, amount of time you need to put into it. 100%. Because uh, some games are super easy. Like, I, I completed the... Uh, uh, Tomb Raider definitive edition, the the online getting to rank 60 online isn't hard. Mm-hmm. You just need to play a shit ton of hours to rank up to level 60.
0: Right.
2: Yeah that's a good point. Don't do <clears throat> yeah I mean I the... think when I mentioned that I was thinking of like PlayStation Plus games. Like mm. uh Reyna was pretty notorious uh and compliments to them for abusing I don't want to say abusing because that sounds negative but utilizing that when it came to the race, because they were picking PlayStation plus games where it's like, all right, this game was free at one point, which means probably hundreds of thousands of people turned it on just casual players and like popped a trophy and then bounced. And they're like, ah, this game's not for me. And then, but overall it's a really easy list or something. So then you go through and the overall completion percentage is like 10% when realistically, if it, I don't know, maybe prior to that, it was like 30 or 40%. I don't know, it, Right. The number of players is what I was getting at. It can be like the number of players can definitely in, uh, inflate how rare a game is.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I look at ultra rares. I mean, one example, like for my own profile, like uh, my rarest platinum is Arcade Geddon, right? That's not a tough game. You just have to play 50 full rounds of the game, and most people just won't do that. So again, yeah, to your point, it's not difficult, it's just a little bit grindy. So, um, so I look at that and then the other thing that's really big for me is no hidden games. And I think you got to live with your decisions, right? We've talked about this in the discord before. If you started something and then you hide it, I I personally would not do that. I don't have, I don't have that urge to like cover up something and to like artificially make my profile look better than it is. Like I could go hide a whole bunch of shit could hide Mighty Number no. 9, XCOM 2, whatever. All these, like, E-rank stuff. I could do that if I wanted to. Um, but I don't because I just think it's not a true reflection of what my gaming history is. So no, ga- no hidden games. One of the other things that I really like when a profile has is a core franchise, or if it's not a franchise, like a core type of game. Like, we talked about Slim Santa with rhythm-based games. You know, like, something that, like, kind of defines what kind of a gamer you are. Because I think that because we're trophy hunters, we have a tendency to play a whole bunch of different kind of stuff. And that's really cool. But all of us have a favorite genre. I'm sure of it, right? We all have something that we really love or a franchise that we think is like, we're going to be there for a day one every single time. Like for me, it's Resident Evil. You know, I'm really trying to get all of those games, the core franchise done on my list. And I think that that is, is cool when someone has something that you can point to and be like, oh, they're this type of a gamer or they really love this franchise. Uh The other thing i look at, no auto pops or stacking. Now, this is sort of a a personal thing. Obviously, everyone's profile is their own to do with what they please. But again, it's about, to me, inflation of your your actual numbers when you do this. But we also talked about how platinums are so degraded that does it really matter, right? Like if someone wants to do that or not. I I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. But my personal stance is that I don't want to auto pop or stack anything. And I haven't done that yet on my profile. So I'm going to continue to do that. And then the last thing I would mention is there needs to be a couple prestige titles. Now, there's all of these games, and you can pick your poison here, but there's many of them that the trophy hunting community can agree on are very difficult platinums. You know, the the main one that comes to mind for me is Wolfenstein 2. I know that there's harder ones, like Black Ops 3 is another great example, I think, actually, where these lists are really, really tough. And if you see someone's profile that has even just a sprinkle of those prestige games in there you start to go like okay like they're playing some stuff for fun and some easier stuff or whatever but they also have skill to be able to accomplish some of these really really difficult goals they're not just grindy they're actually hard you know not everyone will be able to do this even if they put in a bunch of hours so you know daryl's wolfenstein too we've talked about many times i think that's a that's a really really good one to have um devil may cry games are another one that i'm like oof Yeah, if you've got those, like that's pretty impressive. Um, Black Ops Three, Black Ops Four, those are you know some of those are really really tough, Uh, and and I'm sure there's many others. I'm sure you all have your own individual examples that you think of as really tough. And when you see people that have it, it's crazy. Uh, Evil Within, um, you know things like that. So that's sort of like the aggregate of what I look at is all of these different things combined in some way, shape, or form. I guess it goes without saying, like, I don't want to see a lot of those, like, jumping taco games on your profile. <laughs> you know, if you see, to me, like, someone who's rank one or whatever that has a bunch of that is not impressive. Like, that shouldn't be... I don't even think that should be rank one, my personal stance, right? From a competitive side, like, that's a little ridiculous. Um, but it is, and that's the way that the current system is, and so they are well within their right to, to use the system... To, to try to get ahead. And that's what they're doing when they're doing that stuff. So, you know, power to them. But for me personally, I don't have any of those on my profile. I don't want any ever. we're going to talk about save room later, but it was actually a turnoff for me when I saw how high that completion percentage was. It was like, ah, I don't want to play it anymore, you know, because it's 90% and things like that. So the, that's sort of the combo. And then for my own goal for my profile, I'm working on completion percentage this year. I would like to get my completion percentage up to 65% this year I started at around 57 high 57s and I'm at 59.2 already so I've made some good progress and I'm gonna clean up a bunch of these games you know at the bottom of my list that are a little easier ukulele transistor you know things where it's like I don't really know why I stopped it way back in the day mafia 2 you know but I can clean these up and at least get some of these unearned trophies to be the to, the number to be less and my overall completion to be better. Specifically RE7 and RE8, I want to do the DLCs so they count towards my completed games and, you know, stuff like that. So that's that's really what I'm going to try to do and then my ultimate goal for the for the profile I think would be about like 80%. And I know that's a little lower than what some of you guys have talked about, but I think ultimately you have to have games you have to be able to drop something. Slugger, you and I were talking about this before in the past where it's like some of these games I dropped because I just don't like them and I don't think they're good and I don't want to be beholden to finishing something I just don't enjoy, you know, Uh, or if I, like I dropped it for a reason, I guess is the thing that we said, right? And I'm not going to force myself to go back and do every single thing, but something like 85 or 80 or 85%, I think is reasonable. You get that wiggle room in there of stuff that you just don't want to do or that you can't obtain, but you still have a, a high percentage. So that's uh that's sort of what i would would say about uh percentages and the profiles so thank you jb i hope that that answers your question and i know you have some strong thoughts on what makes a good profile as well so if you want to elaborate you know in your own uh write in or you know put into the discord what you think i'd be curious to hear it as well all right anything to add guys before we move on to what we have been playing
2: that's a doozy of a topic (laughs) it is right i could have i could spend forever talking about that Uh
3: yeah me too me too it's it's so interesting to see the different perspectives i think we're all pretty much focused on the same like uh completion percentage and and getting all that done but for me like you were saying you were saying i won't force myself to play a game that i didn't enjoy i i do like, I played again <laughs> Tony Hawk Shred, which is, you know, the, the game where we, there's two games, Tony Hawk games, where they had that skateboard that you had to stand on and mm. do the, the tricks and everything. Mm-hmm. I almost killed myself and smashed my TV a hundred <laughs> times. It, yeah. Because the board would just go flying until I read somewhere that I could just handle it with my hands, which I put it on the coffee table and just, you know, did that. But I forced myself to play that game for like 30 hours. And I, I hated it. Every single second, I hated it. But today, my five rarest trophies are Tony Hawks Red trophies. Yeah, yeah. They're at 065 percent, point sixty say seventy six, point eighty one, like very rare trophies because nobody nobody played that game.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean you're not wrong. There's a lesson there for life, I think, about you only grow as a person and you only get out of your comfort zone when you're when you're doing things like that that you don't want to do. You're not going to enjoy everything you have to do in life, you know. But ultimately I play games because I like the medium and I enjoy the game. You know, I I the trophy hunting will always be something that I'm passionate about and that I love, but at the end of the day a good game is a good game. A bad game is a bad game. And I'm very receptive to being like, yeah, this game just sucks. Or like, this just doesn't agree with me. And for me personally, that's enough to be like, you know, your time is valuable. There's a lot of games that you do want to play, or there's a lot of games in your backlog that are good. You might as well just go and do those. And I don't have like a ton of examples in my, in my list where I'm like, this is so shit that I would never return to it. Maybe mighty number no. nine is like one of the ones that's up there. Cause it's just universally a, a bad game when you ask people, but By and large, I just, you know, you have to have some room for leniency. And I think it's important to play new games too, right? I don't want to be, I have a PS5 and I spent all this money on it and I got a 4K monitor and I got these nice peripherals. I don't want to be only playing PS4 titles on that thing the whole time. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play Final Fantasy 16 or I'm not going to play Silent Hill 2 or I'm not going to play Star Wars because I have all these old games. It's like, well, yeah, but like, these are like the new things. It's like the newest version of the art form you know and i think it we owe it to ourselves as being passionate people about games to check them out to some extent so i yeah, don't know if that I makes totally, sense yeah i totally
3: agree and and that's that's why i had a strategy where i i would alternate between mm. one cleanup yeah. game and one one newer game if you want if, if you again if you just go and clean up the old stuff like you said you're gonna miss out on the newer games or not necessarily miss up and miss uh miss on them but you're gonna you're gonna just delay that that that, that fun and you might lose focus at one point because you're only playing those those games that that aren't up to par to the new technologies and everything totally so yeah you, you need a balance you, you can't just go and and play all the old stuff and grind out the games that you didn't enjoy you need some reward <laughs> at some point
0: yeah and it's cool because that strategy you talked about of alternating You know, I experienced it a little bit where I played a bunch of like old retro stuff and then I was like played Last of Us Part 1 and I was like, whoa, this game looks amazing. (laughs) You know, you kind of have that like that snap and you just, you can see how far the technologies come when you do that. And you're like, holy crap, you know, like the games that are releasing in 2023, these things are bangers. You know, it's insane. Even playing something in like 2017, you know, it looks great. Me playing RE7, it it looks amazing and it runs well, but like putting in you know, Resident Evil 4 remake in a couple weeks, I'm sure I'm going to be blown away. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that too. But good discussion. We'll always be able to talk about this more in the Discord. It's a hot topic. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And uh, thank you very much, JB, for the write-in now let's get into what we have been playing we don't have a specific order for this um i feel like i've been rambling though so i hate going back to back on things so (laughs) uh slugger do you want to start off or daryl which one you got i don't care someone want to start on what you've been playing recently
2: i can go all right let's do it unless daryl's yearning to go first Um, no i'll let you go so i i kind of have a lot uh i'm I'm gonna fly through them because it's been about two weeks, and I've got a couple things completed, and a couple things I've just kind of been hopping into. I'm I'm in my post game put or like post completion of a game blues where I don't really know what I'm gonna play next, so I've just been bouncing around between a lot of different stuff. But let's see, Need for Speed Unbound. I got the platinum. I don't think we covered that in the last episode. Very much a Need for Speed uh, racing game. It's right up there with the last three recent ones on like how it plays and the change of the art style i really i thought it was really cool um like kind of that cell shade look for characters uh the big thing with this game was they added like uh like effects coming off your cars uh so like if you go off a jump you'll get like these graffiti looking effects that like fly off your cars and in the trailers, I was like, eh, this looks kind of cheesy. I don't really know how I feel. But once I was playing the game, like on the PS5, it like it looks really good. It's really stylish and flashy. And I thought, yeah, I thought it looked great. The actual gameplay was pretty good. They really want you to, like, drift everywhere. Like, you can tune your car to be uh, more of, like, I don't know, the standard, like, trying to take turns in the perfect route, like breaking into the corner, or you're you can tune your car uh, to just like take the turns at 80 miles an hour and just fly around them in a drift. I'm mostly stuck uh, with the drifting type of tuning. I thought it was just way easier to handle and control. Um, but yeah, overall, I would oh, I'm torn on if I would recommend you for Speed Unbound. The collectibles, I think I kind of talked about this in the last episode because I had just started it started it um but there's like hundreds of collectibles around this map you open up the map and i have posted a picture in the discord it's just littered with things you have to pick up or ramps you have to jump off it's almost too much uh i kind of wish they leaned more into the actual like racing and less of the open world because part of the problem with the open world too is you have this big beautiful open world but i was getting repeat like, races over and over. Like, I was racing the same tracks over and over. Uh, By the end of the game, I had probably done every type of race, like, five to ten times. And Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you craft this massive open world and not put more thought into actually, like, creating races around it? Uh, So, that was a little frustrating. But overall, mm, if you're interested, I would say this is, like, a good pickup for, like, 20 bucks or wait for it to come to EA Play or another subscription service. Let's see. Then we got Last of Us Remastered. I'm not going to touch that. I'll let Colin run with that because we've been doing multiplayer together. This Um, fucking
0: game. (laughs) Multiplayer sucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The next platinum I popped was Rayman Legends. This one was a long time coming, so I got all of the trophies completed Shit, months ago, like way back in the summertime, but there's a specific trophy where you have to reach rank eleven. They have like some type of like rank system in the game, and once you've a hundred percent of the game, you're only at like rank nine, nine and a half, and the only way to get points to level, like level up your rank, is to do these daily and weekly challenges, and it's quite a bit. I think I needed to do like three thousand, three or four thousand points. By the time I beat the game and on a really good like daily run, I could get about 20 points a day because um, depending on how you do in the daily, you can either get one point, five points, 10 points, or I don't know if it's 25 or 50. I know that was for the diamond ranking. I never got the diamond once. I I don't know how people do it. <laughs> um, I was always happy with a silver or gold. So that was kind of like a daily game. Every night I'd jump on to play something, I immediately would boot up Brave Man Legends, knock out my two like little daily time trials, and then kind of move on. So it took me four years and eight months for that Platinum. Woo! That's a little skewed because um, I picked it up, played it through about half the game, dropped it, and then came back last year to clean it up and then really dove into the daily stuff. Uh, but I would say it was about five or six months of doing these daily runs. Just about every day. I only missed a few days from start to finish. So Yeah, it's pretty Um,
0: pretty impressive, sir. Well done.
2: Whew, that's a. it's it's hard because I kind of miss it. Like it it was almost kinda like really satisfying going in and being like, Yes, got the gold. Like just a nice little like boost to start my gaming session. And I I could keep doing playing it if I want to, but other games require my attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next plat I got was a nice uh ratalacky plat with Save Room. Colin, you talked about this. It, this game is literally just Resident Evil for inventory management in a puzzle form. Uh so it got all, all the assets are like completely ripped straight off of Resident Evil. I know Colin <laughs> you mentioned a few times like how the hell did they get away with this? Yeah, it's surprising. Uh, it's
0: like so clearly like yeah, anyway, it's, it's interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you'll get an inventory and a limited number of spaces in your little, like, suitcase, and you have to make, make everything fit. And they get pretty creative with the puzzles. Like, some puzzles you open up, and, like, your health's low. So it's, like, cool, I can combine, like, two herbs to make a green health potion or a first aid spray, and then I can use that first aid spray on myself, which will heal me. But oh wait, I still have a healing item and a rotten egg left over. I can eat the rotten egg to damage myself and heal myself again to get rid of those items, which will give me space to like put all the weapons and ammo in the bag. So it's kind of cool how they like utilize the different I guess futures you would see in a Resident Evil inventory management to mm-hmm. like help you complete the puzzles.
0: It is cool. Um, it's a good idea. Definitely. Yeah.
2: It took me an hour to do that. I think it was a fun hour. Uh, some of them were, uh, towards the end, were actually pretty tough and challenging. I'd be lying if I said I didn't look anything up, because I did look up one or two puzzles at the end, because I'm like, I have no idea how I'm supposed to make any of this stuff fit.
0: Are there enemies in the game? Like, how does, is there any sort of combat at all? Because there's weapons, obviously. So, what what is that? No, look you're... Like? you're just purely managing the inventory, so, like, you can reload a gun, for example, to take inventory out of the inventory and put it in the gun something like that so
2: you can like stack ammo clips yeah uh or magazines you can load the ammo into guns like most puzzles start where your guns are like half loaded or no bullets at all so like you'll sit there and combine all your ammo boxes and then combine the ammo box onto the weapon to load the gun yeah because they'll give you way too many items to the point where things won't fit in the puzzle so you have to sit there and figure out or like all right. What can I what items can I use or combine so I can actually like fit all these things in this little puzzle space? Right. So, the whole thing takes place literally in the inventory screen.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um
2: I knocked out the 100% Guns Up, which was a free-to-play, I believe Sony published Clash of Clans-esque game where you build a base, you attack other players. Players attack you. I got really lucky because way back in the fall when they announced the closure of this game, they said, hey, if you log in on the next month, we're going to give away like $500 of the premium currency. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got to get on this because it's in my backlog, and I can just use all all this currency, like essentially boost my way to 100%. Uh, I still had to, like, there was still a lot of gameplay involved and I didn't just buy my way to the 100%, but it definitely helps skip a lot of like the resource grinding to like get my base to certain levels or attack people so many times um it i mean it was it's was a pretty good game i i played it 7 years ago um but then dropped it i don't know there's a lot of like free to play i don't want to call it trash but free to play games like that which i kind of bought into <laughs> Uh, way back then. So I have a lot of those on my profile. It was nice to get one kind of knocked out and cleaned up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Borderlands 2 DLC. I've been chipping away at that. I'll dive more into that next episode because hopefully I'll be closer to being finished. I completed Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Really great game. Hogwarts is... I think I talked about this last episode. I love how like detailed the world is, especially... The Hogwarts Castle, you can tell the team that, like, designed this world and designed the castle, like, really cared about Harry Potter. Like, and bringing that universe to life in a video game. Like, there's just so many cool little things. I spent so much time just wandering around the castle, like, looking at the paintings moving, and, like, one of the hallways you walk through, like, because, you know, in Harry Potter, all the paintings are, like, animated, Mm -hmm. because it's magic. So, like, one of the hallways has, like, uh, all these paintings playing, like, uh, different instruments. And there's, like, as you walk through that hallway, the music gets louder. You can hear the music that they're playing. Uh, just little things like that. Um, The combat's actually a lot of fun in this game, like, way better than I was expecting. The The music, or not the music, the spells you can use, you can create some, like, really wild combos. So I would, like... When you hit R2, you throw out just, like, a basic spell. It barely does any damage. But then you have, like, pushing spells and pulling, and you can lift up and slam down, freeze, fire, like, I don't know. There was, like, 12 or 12 to 14, like, attack spells. So my favorite was always to, like, hit someone two or three times with a basic attack, pull them to me, hit him a couple times again, and then, like... Throw them away, hit them a couple more times, lift them up into the air, hit them a couple times, and then slam them down. Like, and you can get really creative. There's just tons of cool like uh like combos you can pull off with the combat. But um so I really recommend it from a gameplay perspective. And if you love Harry Potter, I do have some gripes with it. That I think there's way too many collectibles in this game, like I think the guide says, like, 600-something, 600 605. So I I tried to do my best to collect those as, as I worked my way through the story. I would do a story mission and then go do a bunch of side quests and then collect stuff and then go back to the story. And I tried to make a little, like, gameplay loop for myself. So that way I wouldn't have, like, major cleanup on the tail end of, like, the game. Um So, yeah, by the time I beat it and got to the collectibles at the end, I only had maybe four, well, three to four hours of cleanup on collectibles. So, luckily, I did a lot of the work as I went, but highly recommend it. I still don't have the platinum on it because you have to do the first like four or five hours of the game with each house. And by the time I beat it, I was like completely burnt out because I've just been like marathoning Hogwarts and. I'm just, I, I love it, but yeah, I'm not loving it enough in this moment to go back three more times and play the first like four hours of the game over and over again. So that's what I'm going to kind of slowly chip away on over the next month or two. Yeah, outside of that, I, I think that's it. I'm kind of diving into Enter the Gungeon, but I want to get farther than that before I talk about it. So I'll hit that next episode.
0: Right on, man. Well, some good cleanup there, I think.
2: questions?
0: Well, what I would just say is, you know, you're talking about that trophy blues, which we all feel when we finish a big game that we were playing and then we're like, oh, what do we do next? You know, And I just wanted to say I sympathize with that because I get that a lot, you know, unless there's like a game that's coming out right then that you want to jump into. And lately I've been trying to create a schedule such that like I'm playing around those releases. So I know something's coming up that I really want to play. So I like put a timer on myself to finish stuff before that date like re4 comes out in two weeks less than two weeks so my goals are to finish things before that so that when that day comes like ideally thursday night on the 23rd i'm finishing something that's on that list and then on the 24th i just start re4 but if you don't have that it's really tough and i would also say give yourself a break game that's a little bit smaller you know you're talking about enter the gungeon Talking about some of these other you know, you you know, last night you were talking to me a little bit about Ishin, but I'm just gonna throw a little little hat in the ring for some SpongeBob, man. Some easy ten <laughs> to fifteen minute or ten to fifteen minute, ten to fifteen hour, just calm platinums that are not like these big experiences. You know, sometimes yeah, it's I good mean, to switch it up like that.
2: Looking at these games like Need for Speed, Rayman, Hogwarts, and Enter the Gungeons like a seventy hour platinum. I really should Grab one of my, because I have a lot of games that I own and on the like subscription services at five, 10 hour games that I could, I should, that's a good idea. I should tackle one of those. You
0: should do, yeah, just do something small, you know, like I know, I mean, you play what you want, you know, obviously you sh- it should be what you feel drawn to, but I that would be my advice. You don't want to burn out on some of these yeah. big games, you know? um Yeah. Very cool though. Good job, sir. Good, good amount of stuff there. And Daryl, let's go to you next. What have you been jamming on?
1: Um, so I'm actually going to change my lineup of games because the first game I want to talk about is actually going to be my last game. I'm going to rip into that one once I get to that game. (laughs) But (laughs) the first game uh, I'll talk about is one that Slugger mentioned. I've been playing Guns Up as well, Uh, I've been playing that game past three or four days now just to clean up and get the hundred percent because the servers are going down in april of next month on the 14th i believe okay so i'm trying to clean that up it sucks because uh two days before i think somewhere in, in that time the one of the seasons had ended so now i have to wait like 10 days until the season goes up again to work on a different uh, DLC trophy list. So I'm um, trying to do everything I can be, uh, before that season goes up again so I can try to knock that out You know, in one to two days. I don't know how long that took, but Slugger, how long? Did you already have the Alliance DLC completed? Uh...
2: Um, No. So I ended up just trying to find an active Alliance and I just joined and kind of played every day to do my part i don't think it matters how they rank they just need to get at least one badge which doesn't have to be good but you want some semi-active uh yeah you want a semi-active alliance that actually participates enough to get even the
1: basic badge for that trophy i i got that one the one i'm a little worried about and, and maybe i'm overreacting is the 300 alliance points did you get those pretty quickly
2: yeah, but I was able to grind that out in a session because I had that premium currency. Because I think they allow you to attack three times a day, but you can keep buying more and more attacks. So I was able to sit there for like four or five hours and just do alliance attacks over and over and over until I had 300 points.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Not that bad, then. Uh, So yeah, I've just been working on guns up. It's actually enjoyable. I attacked Slugger and got completely destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, his guys look like Eli in this high-fizz outfit, Colin. Oh, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, Yeah, I've been jamming out on that. Uh, Second game I've been working on is Heavy Rain. So I made some good progress on that. So right now I have 49 of 57 trophies earned. Right now, I'm just working on the more challenging silver and golds, which is like having all characters survive at the end, different endings, you know, the trophies like those. And I'm just going to shout out the guides I use. I use Trophy Hunter Gaming on YouTube for my cleanup playthroughs. So really good uh, playthroughs. Very, very... um. Uh, very simple to follow it's kind of like power picks there's no audio it's just you know you play the game if you play the game you kind of know how to follow the guide so i've been playing that very fun game as well and this is the one i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna lay into this game because it really upset me during slugger's whole uh section oh boy Uh, yeah so calissa protocol on the bright side, this is number 65 for me. This is my 65th Platinum. Well done. I, uh, thank you, thank you. It took me four and a half playthroughs, 30 hours to complete. So, I, I really like this game from, you know, from first glance when I first reviewed it back in... November or December when we did our trophy list discussion, mm-hmm. I thought it was a very easy trophy list. Everything was pretty simple and straightforward. There wasn't any like New Game Plus or, you know, stuff like that. I think my favorite trophy in that game or in that trophy list at the time was you only had it to upgrade one weapon, which I liked because I there's like one weapon I I usually like in in games. And I usually run with that for the duration of the game. You know, I don't really mess with any of the other guns because I, you know, I, I just, I'm drawn to one gun and that's all I use. However, that kind of changed over time. So I played this game in February. I figured it was sitting on the shelf for too long and I decided to play it. And along that period, a New Game Plus trophy came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. it, I was like, what? A new game plus trophy is not even a first party game. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, where, how did this come up? Mm-hmm. So, I was already a little upset, but it was a new game plus trophy, so everything carried over, which wasn't a big deal. I was pretty pretty powerful at the end of the of my first playthrough. As I'm doing my... Wait, actually... Okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, before I even finished my first playthrough, a New Game Plus mode had came out, and then a Hardcore mode had came out. More DLC. More DLC. Ugh. So, before I completed my first playthrough, there was a New Game Plus already out, and before I completed my first playthrough, a Hardcore hardcore mode came out. So I was already like super like frustrated like I'm gonna have to play this game multiple times Luckily the hardcore mode uh, It does have a hardcore mode plus uh, Which is just a more challenging new game plus mode those trophies uh, stack So I would recommend like well, if you do your second playthrough playthrough you do a hardcore mode first which would unlock hardcore mode plus plus. And the Hardcore Mode Plus stacks with the New Game Plus trophy. Okay, I trophy. see. So that, that's where three of my playthroughs went into, was the, just the regular playthrough, Hardcore Mode, and then the Hardcore Mode Plus after. So three playthroughs. My fourth one was just I had to earn more money uh, to upgrade all my weapons. So that was another added trophy, which really irritated me, because I was like, oh, great. I only need to upgrade one weapon. Perfect. I'm gonna pick the like the one weapon that requires the least upgrades. And you know, and I'll get the trophy. But no, the game wanted to punish me and say, no, you have to upgrade all the other weapons, buy them, purchase up all the upgrades. That was just complete BS. Yeah. So that was another playthrough and a half. And that's not even the worst part. So, while Slugger was talking, I, I pulled up the Callisto Protocol trophy list. I'm looking, I'm looking, because I, I wanted to see, like, which trophy I needed to remind myself about. And that was the upgrade one weapon. But, in the forum, there's a mention of a contagion mode. Aww. So, I'm like, a contagion mode? What the <laughs> hell is this? What is this? So, I, I look into it. And there's there's this whole thread going on that there's gonna be more added DLC and more trophies and it just gets more freaking challenging. So the, the trophies are added that they add that they're gonna add in a few days. I think this is gonna launch on the fourteenth. Is contagion mode, like I mentioned. But contagion mode from what it sounds like is going to be the permadeath run. That you're gonna have to do.
0: I hate permadeath. It scares me.
1: And, and I'm just thinking like, I just went through hardcore mode. And you're adding this now, just like almost a month later? Mm. Like, what? Like, why? Like, why? Mm. I get that you want people to keep coming back to your game. But like, for a trophy hunter, that's like, I thought I was 100% completed with this game. It's just, it's so frustrating. Like, I would have thought that Contagion mode was, like, maybe, like, um, like a zombies mode, you know? But it's just a a different version of, it's another difficulty to complete for the story, which is quite frustrating, because the story's, like, seven hours long, and now I have to do this without dying?
0: Yeah. Yikes. And it's also, it's a very linear game, right? So, like, it's not, like, five playthroughs in that is not, I don't know, yeah, it's not like you're getting surprised, or seeing new things, or noticing stuff you didn't the first time, like, there's only so much there, you know,
1: it's its just one path, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have played this game when all of these trof or these, all of these DLCs were available, but, like, it, it, they're just coming out so fast, like, Honestly, I just put the game away maybe a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm, like, already tempted to fire it back up because my percentage is going to go down again.
0: Man. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. And, I, and it is like you're saying, like, you know, keep you from playing. other. It, it, like, they want you to keep coming back. The cynical side of me is like, well, hey, like, what's come out since then? Dead Space. What's coming out soon? RE4 Remake. They're all third-person action survival horror games. Callisto wants you to keep playing that and not play the other two, right? Like that that's what it feels like to me. They're like, oh no, 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 come on, come back, come back, come back. We actually have another we have something else. We've got one more bronze trophy for you. Don't you want it? You sons of bitches. <laughs> it's like- <laughs> I mean
1: thankfully they're only they're adding two trophies and they're both gold. So that's kind gonna be incentive to that's coming good. back. Yep. It's just, you know, now I have to go through another playthrough and this is gonna be more challenging than the other ones I've played. And it's almost like a big F you because the the trophy where you have to finish the game in contagion mode without dying, it says you belong here. So it's like a slap in the face. Like, you're not going anywhere. You're, this is the only game you're going to play.
0: <laughs> then they're going to do contagion mode plus, dude, about a month after that. You just get re- get ready for it.
1: Oh, my goodness. And And that's another thing, too. It's contagion mode. So there's no mention of like plus in there. So there's the thought of like you're you're gonna start from scratch. Yeah. So all of my upgrades, all of my weapons, they're not gonna carry over. So I'm gonna have to like be strapped in for a very intense experience.
0: Damn. Wow. Not fun. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But I was looking at it, and, you know, that game went from... It had a pretty high completion percentage for just the Platinum. It was over 30%. And the trophy list, like you said, was not that hard. But the 100%, like what you have, is only at, like, one point something. So it's become much more prestigious, at least, to get the full 100%, which I guess is maybe one positive side effect you could say, that is that, you know, I think only 300-something people have the full 100%, and you're one of those people. So...
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be even smaller. smaller. Yeah. So those trophies come out.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Ma'am. Well, I don't envy you because I know you've also started Dead Space Remake, and I know that you also are curious to and want to play Resident Evil 4 Remake, and so... You know, I don't know how you're going to juggle it if you would want to just jump and, and just continue to do Callisto until it's like done, done. Or if you're going to say, screw it, I'm going to go play something else and then come back. But yeah, that's a lot for that one game.
1: Absolutely.
0: Hmm. Interesting, sir. But congrats on getting the platinum and well done. You know, and a heavy rain. It's you're making good progress on that. That's another pretty rare one. Uh, guns up, you know, doing down before the server closure. So you're doing a cleanup and then a hundred percent and then sort of a just normal plat. So you got, you know, a good gambit of stuff that you're working on.
1: Yeah. I'm following Pat's strategy, trying to not burn myself out. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. And speaking
0: of which, if you are completed, Daryl, I was going to pass it over to Pat for what he has been playing.
1: Yes. That's all from me.
0: Right on.
3: Awesome. Awesome. All right. So on my side, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I have I don't play a lot of games uh, at the same time. I, I have only usually only have two games running uh, in parallel: um, one stream game and one off-stream game. It's a bit different now because I'm in Gran Turismo Five, which I'll talk about later. is is a really long one, and I I actually started something else. Um, so the way I work for my stream games is the my viewers vote. So for those of you who've been on the stream, you know that there's a, and uh, Colin, you mentioned it, that you could vote with uh, channel points. Uh, so uh, uh, the last poll, uh, currently the polls I'm, I'm running now are, are franchise polls. So viewers vote for a franchise. Out of three franchises, I suggest they choose one. And uh, the last one that won was Tomb Raider. Uh, so the, the Survivor um, trilogy. So that's uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, so, I clatted, uh Tomb Raider Definitive Edition uh, on the 6th of March, so last week. Congrats, uh, well done. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, 36 hours, not too long, but almost half of those were grinding XP in the multiplayer, uh, which was a, a pain, a real pain. So, the, the, the single-player story is really good. I'm a big fan of Uncharted. Uh, did that franchise back... Almost two years ago now. Um, and I had never played Tomb Raider before and the first hour of of Tomb Raider definitive edition I fell in love with the game it, it's even though it's a game from 20 uh, 2014 it's almost 10 years old mm-hmm. uh, actually I think it came out in 20, uh, 2013 on ps3 but got uh, remastered on PS4 in 2014 something like
0: that yeah correct. So yep
3: okay uh so 10 year old game awesome game awesome game mechanics um the the exploration is good the the collectibles are good the trophy list is is really apart from the multiplayer uh, the the trophy (laughs) list is 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 the type of trophy list that i like uh you have progression trophies you have trophies for collecting the different collectibles uh upgrading your weapons upgrading your skills um some types of, of uh, getting kills with this weapon or that weapon and, and stuff like that. So that's really the type of trophy list that I, I like a lot. Um, story is good. Uh, and uh, like I said, huge Uncharted vibes, which I really like. Um, now for the multiplayer, uh, again, I don't know <laughs> why. I, I, have, I, I still can't understand why developers keep putting... Multiplayer modes like that on single player games, it adds, uh, people may argue, okay, it's good, the the mode is fun and everything, but it adds no value to the game or or to the story. And it's always the same same thing. I think in, in the PS3 era, something happened where they thought that they had to have that multiplayer add-on or section on their their games and it was all the same for all the games you're a team of four going against another team of four and you have to either wipe out the other team uh, collect uh, the the the, all the salvage and bring it back to your base or you know team that match and uh, catch the flag or something it's always the same thing
2: Mm -hmm.
3: only with characters from the game and in tomb raider definitive edition it's exactly exactly that you have four game modes a survivor where you need to go grab the med kits and bring it back to your base. And when you're on the other team, you need to kill the survivors that prevent them from bringing it back. Uh, you have a team death match. You have uh, another death match, a um, free for all death match where you need to kill like, uh, I don't know me, uh, 50 enemy uh, opponents and stuff like that. But the servers are dead. No one, no one is playing that game online. Like I would stay. I, I tried just for fun to, to get a match, and I, I i waited for 10 minutes nothing happened and i just said well you know what screw that i'll i'll find some boosting partners <laughs> uh most of the trophies can be boosted with one or two other players which is which is good uh and they're very fast there's one trophy uh where you'll need three other people you need four players to uh, uh start ranked matches uh, ranked matches cannot be started with less than four players thankfully you can just quit out of the match and give the win to the, 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 uh, the other team. So you split yourselves in two teams. Team A is the winner. Team B is the loser. As soon as the match starts, Team B quits, gives the win to Team A, rinse and repeat. Do that with the four game modes, and you're done. So 20 minutes, you're done. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. What takes a lot of time is grinding uh, to reach level 60. Uh, which for which you need one point seven well one million seven hundred and seventy one thousand XP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so the best way I found solo to do that is the survivor mode that I talked about. You can set matches to last twenty minutes and uh, the medkits to retrieve to twenty. That's the maximum. So single player, you, you create a private lobby, go in there, set that to the max. And then you just go and run around, pick up the medkits, and bring them back. takes about between eight or ten minutes on the the beach map, which is the smallest one, and it will net you about twenty seven thousand XP. So if you do the calculation quickly, one point seven million, almost let's say one point eight million XP divided by twenty seven, you're looking at sixty seven matches at about ten minutes each. So and something somewhere around eleven or twelve hours of just running around and gathering medkits.
0: Man, that's a lot of med kits, dude. <laughs> I just wish it was the the community was still there. Like, obviously, it's hard with an older game, but you just kind of wish you could just play the multiplayer normally. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much faster or slower that would be, but at least it would be more entertaining.
3: I haven't been able to play. Well, I could have played a match legit, but um, this being said, uh, if you're able to find another another a person that was willing to boost with you there is a method that's way faster uh instead of getting uh 27 000 to 30,000 XP per uh per 10 minutes you can get around 80 000 to 90,000 per 20 minutes oh okay and but it is just as boring so basically what you do is you go into a um a free for all match i think or team death match i'm not sure you set the kills to 100 set the max time to 20 minutes and then you just meet up in front of the map and lob a grenade at each other's head with the grenade launcher, blow yourselves up simultaneously, and rinse and repeat until the timer runs out. So by doing that, you'll both get about 75 to 80 kills, um, and uh, you'll get the tie bonus, so it gives you a thousand, uh, 2,000 XP, I think, each for tying the match. Uh, that's why you need to kill yourself simultaneously, so you, you, you split the XP at the end um yeah and you're doing that you're going to be able to earn between uh 75 to ninety thousand xp depending on how well coordinated you are um but it's still going to take you seven to eight hours if you do it that way
0: oh man i don't know which one sounds worse
3: (laughs) well both are boring um and uh yeah but thankfully, once I was done with that, I started Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I think Colin, uh, you were there last night when we when I started that. Yes, that was, uh, and uh, amazing game again, super super game. Um, I there is a difficulty trophy in this one where you need to play on a Survivor for one of the trophy, uh, which is not the hardest mode, but the almost hardest mode because I I saw there was a Survivor Extreme or Survivor or something else. Um. And uh, yeah, so I started that. So far, not too hard. I I, I fell to my death four times, but never got <laughs> killed by anyone. Uh, I that's no, I I got killed by the bear. Uh, there's a bear at one point that killed me. But um, yeah, uh, I don't have much to say about that one because I've only played for about two hours. But so far, again, Uncharted vibes, uh, s- very similar to the the first Tomb Raider uh, or Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that uh more it's a bit longer uh, there's a lot of dlc i think there's six dlc's for that one uh five or six dlc's uh, so there there's more more content i'm looking at about i think about 60 hours so about twice the time is uh, there
0: multiplayer for that one or no
3: there's no multiplayer but there is a co-op okay so there's there's a co-op mode um it's called survivor co-op survival mode where you're actually you need to survive a number of days so you just you're dropped into an area and you need to uh walk around gather some supplies and build a fire and then there's wave of enemies that come in and you need to survive i think it's 10 days
0: mm. doesn't sound it's too bad the end.
3: though yeah no it, it, the, the the platinum achievement is, or rate is is quite high on that one i think it's at. let me check uh well six point three percent. It's not that high, but it's not a super rare one. Okay. Yeah. But it's not it's a four on ten difficulty though. So I think the, the, the achievement percentage is just because people don't do the survival.
0: Yeah, that makes part. sense. Yep.
3: Yeah. And so that's on the stream side. Uh now off stream. Uh I spoke about Gran Turismo 5 earlier, uh when we were talking about the racing wheels. That's the main game I've been playing. Four hundred and twenty-five hours in so far. Holy um, shit, dude! Yeah, but I need to. I need to like tone that down a bit because there is two modes in in Gran Turismo Five. So you have the A spec where you're the driver and you, you you need to win the races and and uh, do all the medals and, so, and all the the stuff. And there's the B spec. So B spec essentially is you have an AI driver and you coach him. Hmm. So you do the same races and same events and everything, but you're not doing the driving. So in the beginning, you actually need to be active and do stuff because you, you, there's commands that you can give him like uh, uh pace down, pace up, keep up the pace, uh, overtake uh, pit, you know? Yeah. So there's four or five basic commands that you, you can give your driver. Uh, so in the beginning, he's, he's really, you know, he's really bad. He, he, he like I don't know. He he doesn't know what he's doing. Um. So you have to tell you know you pace up, uh, uh overtake, uh, slow down, uh, go pit, uh, whatever. Because he doesn't he doesn't do anything properly. But once you're, if you did the a spec, if you get it got far in an a spec, you're gonna have cars that are good enough to compensate for the fact that your driver sucks. So you just give him a good car and a better car than all the uh, opponents, and he's gonna win races, even though you still need to ha- hold his hand a bit. But once you've done like maybe the first two or three series of events out of six. Um, and in each series, there's there's smaller events there. But uh, once you're about halfway through, uh, you can just let him go. Yeah, you can just uh, register him to a race and, and give him a good car and let him go. So out of the 425 hours, uh, there's about 350 of those uh, that were B-spec. And maybe... 20 where I actually had to hold his hand and 330 hours where I just launched a race and let it go and just checked in like 20 minutes later. um There's even some endurance races that last for 24 hours, so Whoa. there's two 24 hour races. Yeah, I I was afraid my console, my my PS3, would die on me, but yeah, I'm actually surprised it, it ran races for three or four days in a row at one point. Uh, I was just launching races at one after the other and it it held up. Um, super impressed with my uh, my ps3
0: yeah that's great wow
3: Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of idling well it's not yeah it's actually doing something though because it actually it's actually generating a race right so you have that going are you doing other stuff at the
2: time like are you playing your ps4 while that's yeah exactly so running races okay yeah
3: so during the day like i'm at work. i work from home so i'm sitting in my office or my stream room here and uh next door there's i have a living room right next door where my ps3 is so i would go launch a game launch a, a race um you know i had like 20 laps about two minutes a lap so put a timer on my phone for in 45 minutes and then go check back in 45 minutes if the race was over uh, and just launch another one and i did that for uh a few weeks so that's how okay. i uh, yeah so you need to do that and get your your driver up to level 40. Which is the max level, and that took a, a crap load of time. Like <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> and I didn't, and I wasn't even doing the races. Right, I was just letting him go. Now I'm gonna have to do that in A spec, and I'm gonna have to rank myself up to level forty. And I'm not looking forward to that. Thankfully, you get more XP uh, in the races when you're doing uh, A-spec than B-spec. Okay. So A spec than B spec. So The race that gives you about six hundred thousand XP in B spec will give you two million in uh, in A spec. Uh, but it's the same uh, XP requirements to get the ranks so it, it should be a lot faster well by a lot faster I'm talking about 20 to 25 hours uh, of gameplay but anyways. that's still faster uh, by far yeah yeah it is um so yeah so super grindy game to get the it, it, it's it has a super low achievement rate 0.56 percent for the plat on this one uh, main reason is is the the sheer amount of time that you need to put into the game. Like, I think I'm going to be in the 650 to 700 hours to get the plat on that one.
0: That's so right. crazy. I don't mm-hmm. think I've put that much time into any game on PlayStation.
3: I think my mix was 100 hours Yeah. so far. So this one is blowing the competition out of the water. Um, yeah, so once you're done with the B-Spec uh, ranking up to 40, you're going to have done about 200 races. But there's a trophy that requires you to do 500 so nice. I'm currently, so right now, what I'm doing is I'm sitting on my couch when I'm not streaming uh, and I'm not doing anything else, and having my 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 guy run the smallest track with the fastest car that I have. So it takes about two and a half minutes. He runs a race, and then I relaunch another one, another one, and another one, and another one, and I do that for hours. So uh, right so now, is he I'm racing at- right now? Uh, no, because it's so they're so <laughs> fast. Those races they're so short that you know I I I need to be there. Yeah. Okay. If I yeah. if I was running like a nine hour endurance race, I I would let it go. But now I I need to have him you know run short races because I'm not grinding XP and I'm not grinding cash. I just I'm just grinding races.
2: <laughs> okay. I just
3: Uh, so that and uh, purchasing cars. You need to purchase one thousand cars. You need one thousand cars in your garage. So once you've done everything in the game and you've completed all the races and got all the the awards that you can get, you're going to have about 200 cars in your garage. So that means you need to purchase 800. So for that, you need to grind an insane amount of money. And uh, so the strategy I'm running right now is that I have about 15 million. I had about 15 million dollars in my account, if you want, from my winnings in the races. And about, I don't know, 150 cars maybe in my garage. So what i did is i divided uh the the cash that i had by the number of cars i needed and i got to a point where i i had to spend i could i could spend seventeen thousand dollars on on car on a car uh without needing to get new cash to gran new money right mm, okay. so <laughs> it, it's a strategy but so what the 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 and you can rebuy the same car over and over again if you want it doesn't matter you can have like 75 mazda miadas if you want oh, okay okay it doesn't have you uni- don't have to be unique cars but you need a thousand cars so um what i'm doing now is i'm running just uh, um, step back the used car dealership resets every five races every five days in game days one race is one uh in game day so what I do is I run five races with Bob, my uh, with Bob. AI driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Everywhere you go on all the, the trophy hunting forums or uh, GT uh, forums, they, they call him Bob. So uh, you're, you get your Bob to run five races. Then you go in the, the used car dealership. You buy all the cars that you want. Uh, so I buy everything that's under 17,000 or about. And then I go back, have Bob run five other races. Go back to the used car dealership, buy everything that's under seventeen thousand, and I do that back and forth. So I spend I spend my my hours doing that, which is pretty boring.
0: Yeah, that that sounds intense, dude.
3: Uh, it, this it, game
0: it, is is crazy. Are all the Gran GT- are all the Grand Turismo's this grindy?
3: They, no, they're not. It's the only one. Grand Turismo Six is a, actually. Uh, pretty simple to get. It's a 45-hour plat. Just run oh, races nice. and, and get the medals and everything. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport is a bit harder because uh, there's two trophies uh, where you need to get, I think it's 91 pole positions online and uh, you need to get, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 100 wins online or something like that. Um, the thing is that people that are playing online are usually pretty good racers, but... The, the game does have a ranking system where uh, you're usually matched up with people that are uh, about the same rank as you are so you're usually racing against people that are in the same you know strength th- yeah. th- than you are yeah it's a um, it's a
0: necessity I think when you have multiplayer games you need to have that kind of a system
3: yeah, yeah otherwise you end up being uh, getting matched with people uh, it, uh, fight night had that that problem where um the the servers were super uh dead uh fight night uh, champion on ps3 um and i was like rank zero so the only people actually playing were like level 999 they, mm-hmm. they were maxed out so i would get matched up against a, a level 99 999 and he would one punch knock me out and uh, but the way the ranking system works on that game is that you start with like 500 and if you lose you lose points uh, and I if you see. win, you win points, but it's impossible to win because the the, the the other fighters are so strong that, and you can never rank up. So uh, just awful. Um, so yeah, so uh, last game I was playing uh, the Last of Us Remastered. So I think everyone, almost everyone, is playing this on uh, on this. Oh, uh, no, we're role. all playing it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a bit because of you guys that I started. So I while I was running the the endurance races on Gran Turismo Five, um, I was like, okay, so what should I play? Uh. Off stream, because, you know, I, I'm not going to watch Bob do uh, <laughs> 500 laps at, uh, uh, what's it called, the uh, Daytona. You know, I'm, I'm just, right. I'm going to do something else. So I decided to start The Last of Us Remastered. I, I platted and 100%ed the PS3 version last year in September. And with uh, with the show and everything, I was like, okay, you know, let's let's, let's do the, uh, and, and you guys playing it, let's do the remastered. So I started that. Um just the online. I started playing the online, got ten trophies for getting the five downs on a few maps, and and getting the wins or, or getting, uh, playing matches on on specific maps. Right. Um. I know. I know you guys are are a lot of people give a hard time to the online. I don't like online. I didn't like online for Tomb Raider. I don't like the online for Last of Us. Uh, but there is a way. To make it much shorter and easier for you guys, especially the factions. Um, so you know how the factions work. You know, your journeys, I mean, the Firefly or the other uh, the hunters. faction journey. Yep. yep. Yeah, hunters. Uh, if you do it legit, you're gonna need to play 84 matches with each of the factions, right? So 168 matches. And if you lose all your survivors, you're dead, and you have to restart. But there's a there is a method. And I think I, I spoke about that on the the Discord, which is the tactical quitting method.
0: Mm, yes, you did talk about it, but explain I'm it gonna, here again for people.
3: So what you want to do is you want to make sure you have at least one healthy survivor. That's all you need. As long as you want, uh, as long as you have one healthy survivor, your tribe is alive, right? Right. So what what you want to do is is you want to get your tribe healthy. Everyone in your tribe healthy. Start a match, and quit, and you. So some of your survivors will get sick. On day two. But you're not going to lose anyone. And you're not going to lose anything. You start another match. And quit. Now all your survivors are going to be either hungry, sick, or dead. And then your fourth match, you play. And you, you you do whatever you have to do. And you get the supplies and everything. And all your survivors will be healthy again. And you rinse and repeat. So uh, so the, the, the trick here is 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 only playing matches... When you need to get, when you don't have healthy survivors and you need to get them healthy again.
0: I see. So it's like basically you're playing two out of every four or one out of every four or something like that.
3: One out of every three games. Whatever. So instead of having to play 168 matches to get both trophies, you're going to need to play 56, 28 for each traction.
2: Mm. I think I kind of knew about this. And I think what scares me, maybe you can alleviate some of my fears, is like, what if I get down to that one healthy survivor and it's like, all right, cool. I got to play a match to get healthy again. Mm-hmm. And like everyone right now in the game is so good. It's right. People are really good. There's tryhards are all level 999. So what if I go in there and just have a yeah, totally botched to match? It, it, maybe doesn't one happen. down, no executions. I get no supplies or like minimal supplies. You like, need one
3: supply to get your one survivor healthy. So just I g- one. I guess that's just the thing one. is
0: keep your community small enough because, you know, that's the problem exactly. I'm running into right now is I like was like, oh, yeah, I'm building up. I'm doing good, whatever. So I've got like 64 healthy survivors. So every match I need to get all this fucking scrap or else I'm just constantly losing people. But it sounds to me like I should just say, screw it. Let those people die because it's going to make it easier anyway. Exactly.
3: Mm. The, the I, Your ideal tribe size is 10 to 15 survivors.
0: Okay. Got so
3: it. if you if you stick with that you're gonna, you're going to have a super easy time to get your 10 or 15 uh supplies per match and they'll never die on you. At, at least if you get only like 5 supplies and you get 5 of your guys healthy, your tribe still lo- still lives, you know, they're still going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose people, but it doesn't matter. You don't you don't care. Like you just need one. At the bottom of at the end of the day, uh, at end of week 12 last day of week 12 you need one healthy survivor
0: okay so, so this was the okay. other question because i think skrillis had been playing and he got one of those challenges where you can lose up to 100 percent
3: of your population yeah. right so, so that's that's the other thing you'll have five of those in your 12 weeks you'll have i, I believe it's five 100 percent risk i read
0: emissions. that too now is it set when they occur or yeah. can you oh it is okay all yeah. right because i've already so had a, four of them and i'm only on week nine
3: yeah, so there's a great there's a great guide for that on PSNP. Uh, They give you exactly... So, yeah, actually, you have one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you have week six, you have one. Week eight, you have one. Week 10, you have one. On week 11, you have one. And on week 12, you have one of those 100% risk miss- missions. So you have only five.
0: Oh, that's so weird. I feel like I had two back-to-back. Like, I got one, like, week seven, and then one, like, week eight or something. That's so weird. Anyway, okay.
3: Unless they change it for the remastered, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and you can ignore all the other ones. Yeah, like, the, the the trick is is on the other ones because you know you get those challenges right when you when you have those uh, risk missions, you need to select like uh, get the three headshots with the shotgun or whatever. Right. Take the hard ones for the plus ten and minus sixty uh, percent missions, but like take the ones that are almost impossible. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you get to those 100% risk missions, take the easy ones. Take the the one that you have to give, uh, uh, donate uh, whatever crafted item to uh, to one of your teammates. Super easy. You craft a bomb and you, I think you hold down R1 and it's gonna give it to one of your partners. And you need to do that three times in in three matches. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna survive your 100 day risk. Uh, your 100% risk mission. Super easy. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the most effective way uh, of getting those two trophies. So if, if you don't want to play the 168 uh, matches. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do the same strategy uh, without the tactical quitting, the selecting the right missions to play and everything and ignoring the 60% and my, uh, minus 60 and plus 10. You can do that if you want to play your 168 matches. Just focus on the minus 100%. Keep your easiest tasks for those and run with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did that strategy on the PS3 version. Currently, I'm just running matches because I want to get the the kills on those uh, DLC maps. But as soon as I'm done with DLC, I'm gonna start doing the tactical quitting.
0: Yeah, I think the only other thing you need is to get 40 survivors in your clan. So yeah, that, have, that's easy. I that's not too bad. Yeah,
3: if you're if you're playing legit, like to get the kills on the the DLC maps, you're gonna get 40 survivors inside maybe 20 games.
0: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I don't
3: know. Even if you if, even if you suck, like I suck big time at this game. I I, I hardly get more than two or three downs per match. So often, what I end up doing is stealing the downs from, or the the kills from someone else. Yeah, to me get too. <laughs> <a fight. laughs> yeah, yeah. And another thing that oh that so, sorry I'm, I'm just rambling here. But another ahead, thing that that's, uh, that's uh, interesting for those DLC trophies. It says that you need to get five downs or execution.
0: Right. It if combined, you kill
3: someone. It combines them. So killing, so- downing someone, and then executing him will give you two. Mm-hmm. So you actually only need to kill, fully kill, two people and down one, or finish off someone else.
0: Or- yeah, it's pretty reasonable, I think. I actually, those it was more of what I was finding just a matter of like getting the right map. Um, it was you know that that was more the hard part. If you don't have a group of people to vote for the same map that you want, like sometimes you just wouldn't get it. Like I think I needed water tower and I. Played probably like thirty matches and it just didn't show up as an option. And eventually I got it, but yeah, that w- that was frustrating.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I I got I, I got I think I got all the maps. And at one point I was I had like four downs slash executions and and the match ended. And I was like, God
0: damn, oh, that's frustrating. So close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but the
3: good thing is that they're much easier than on that on the PS3 version. On the PS3 version, you need to get. You needed to get three downs or executions without dying, oof, mm, in a wow. match. Wow, which is uh, f- for real. I think I don't know if it's l- legit possible. Like to not, you have to be a beast and, and it's, or just camp somewhere.
0: Yeah, just, well, I mean, you can die at some point, but you have to get those sequence in a row without dying. I think I've, I maybe you have done that a few times, no, no, no. but if you're saying you have to go the whole match without dying, that's yeah,
3: no way. No, you need to complete a match without dying. Yeah, and that, get. Yeah. So, Mm-mm. so the the X Real uh, Trophy description is complete a match on whatever map without dying and getting at least three downs and executions or execution.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, no way. Yeah. No, no, because so, I, I uh, think I'm also pretty bad at this game, <laughs> so it's tough. Yep.
3: Yeah. So that's what I've been playing. Okay. Well, Random how is how far more... into Tomb Raider? was.
0: How how far into your journey are you then with Last of Us? I'm just just out of curiosity, like you're you're doing one of the factions, right? What week are you on at this point?
3: Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I think I'm on week four, maybe of uh, Fireflies. Okay, nice. I think, nice. I didn't play that many games.
0: No, and they're and they're kind of like if you're actually trying to play them, like you're going for the DLC trophies, the matches are are not very fast. I mean, they can be, I suppose, if you get destroyed, mm-hmm. but like they're they're typically about like ten to fifteen minutes. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not like a something you can grind out a ton, a ton of matches if you only have a few hours to play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on week nine with my first faction, but I think I'm gonna try the tactical quitting method. For the second one at this point i'm just going to finish doing the first one legit but for the second faction i'm going to try to speed it up a bit because yeah, it, it's the it's only speed. two trophies i need are the two faction trophies and then i'll have the full 100 percent and the platinum so
3: mm-hmm. it saves so much time yeah so much time like you like i said you need to only play 28 matches per per faction instead of uh, 84
0: yeah that's way better way way better mm-hmm. Especially because we were talking... You know, it's funny. We are talking about ranking systems and all that. Like, there isn't one in that game. And it's really frustrating to hop in as, like, a level 1 or a level 2 and play with, like, four or five level 999s in the game. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, Mm -hmm. shoot, you know? And then I was getting really stressed out the other night. Slugger and I were playing, and I had picked... I had 100% loss potential, you know, mission. And I had picked heal your teammates, okay? And I was doing the support class... And I was like, this should be relatively simple. I'll just stick next to a teammate, and when they get damaged, I'll heal them. This won't be bad. I've got three matches Mm. to do it. Well, two matches in, I hadn't... I thought... I had misread it, but I thought I hadn't even hit the first tier of the challenge. And I was like, this is ridiculous, because we kept getting put in matches where I was getting just fucking destroyed, you know? And Mm. I I was getting really stressed. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, if I miss... If I have to restart from week nine, I'm going to lose it. Like, I know... That happened to Skrillist where he lost everything at the end of week 11. And he just, like, dropped it for a long time. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, And so, yeah, it's um, it's it's frustrating. I really just wish that there was a different sort of matchmaking system in that game because it doesn't seem fair. Even when it's like you go into matchmaking with no parties allowed and there'll be a bunch of different people in the match. There's, maybe there's a level 17, a level 30. You're in there, and then there's, like, three or four level 999s. For some reason, the game will put all the high- level people sometimes on the same team against you and like a couple level like 13s or you know it's like what do you think is gonna happen in this match you know like um uh, yeah it's really really frustrating but so, so,
3: yeah so there's there's kind of a way of, of, of cheesing the matchmaking a bit if, if you want um so although you, there's no private lobbies okay? right uh, as you all know uh, but what you can do though is if you're at least four players you can split up in two parties and launch the matchmaking at the exact same time Right, using the allow matchmaking, whatever. So you're gonna the probable probabilities are that you are going to end up getting matched, and with uh, randos filling in the other spots.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
3: So if that happens, uh, which is in a perfect, and you need like if and you're in a and once you're matched, then you can go on forever because once you're matched, you stick with the same matchup, yeah. right? Yeah, you can just stay in the so, lobby. Thank exactly. So that's another way of of getting that. Those trophies done easier is that you match make like that, and um, then when you get those one hundred percent risk missions, you just say in party chat or whatever, okay, I need the, uh, I need to you know uh, three headshots with the uh, so some one of some of your boosting partners just stand there, get your three headshots, and then go on and 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 continue your 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 game normally.
0: Mm, yeah, interesting. But
3: that so and so that's when you need, but you need at least. You need at least four because you need to create two parties. I think you can create parties with only two. Yeah, I think it's so. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, ideally, ideally, if you're eight, then you have two full parties, even better.
0: Yeah. Then you're just the full teams.
3: And there's no randoms.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can grind out whatever you need, get whatever supplies you need. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Well, so yeah. There's so- a
3: few strategies to make it easier.
0: Yeah, that's that's good to hear because it is a tough game in in some sense, right? Like, and I have done all the grounded mode stuff. I did, Left Behind. I did, you know, the single player, like fully upgraded Joel, fully upgraded all my weapons. So I'm at 47 of 50 trophies. One of those being the platinum that I'm missing, and then the other two are just the factions. So I, I really loved the game, and I I just wanted to say that I really loved the grounded mode playthrough, actually it was really refreshing to play something that was tough and actually challenged you to just play the game way differently than you would otherwise. Because on normal, you're like, oh, I've got like 15 handgun bullets, 10 shotgun shells. Like you're fully stocked all the time and you can afford to just shoot everything. Whereas like Grounded, I really had to look at how to sneak past stuff, how to get through areas using, you know, I love getting through an area and I'm like, I used a bottle and one bullet or something like that, you know? And you're like, it's so fun To do that, and especially the hospital section at the end, I was able to get through it with a smoke bomb and one arrow. And I was like, that's so sick, you know? Um, And I want to call out for people that are interested in doing grounded mode, there's a YouTuber whose name is Anthony Caliber. He does some Games Done Quick speedruns as well. He plays new game grounded speedruns, and he's the current world record holder for the remaster and the PS3 and the PS5 like remake and he beats the game in 2 hours 47 minutes and some change on new game grounded and it's absolutely a joy to watch if you've done it yourself you know how hard it is and to to watch some of the strategies that he does and watch how he gets through the game really really cool and so i utilized his videos a couple times for like certain rooms if i got stuck like i would look at what the speedrun strategy was and it was really cool and one other thing, which you probably know, Pat, but for, if you're listening and you haven't done this yet, there is a way to kind of glitch so that you can do your grounded plus playthrough as your second playthrough. So normally, like, if you're like me, I went through on normal for my first playthrough and I did all the jokes, all the artifacts, you know, all, basically all the shiv doors, doing everything when I had a lot of resources. And then if the if you do it traditionally, the game will let you play New Game Plus on normal, right? But what you want to do is start your new game plus on normal and get through the first chapter where you're playing as Sarah, basically up until where Sarah dies. And then you start chapter two as Joel and you're walking with Tess in the QZ. When you get to that point, you want to quit out and then change the difficulty to grounded. And you can play from that point onward in grounded difficulty, but on your new game plus file. So that you can basically do your second playthrough on Grounded Plus and it'll pop all the below like stacking difficulty trophies for normal Grounded, Survivor, Survival Plus, Hard, Hard Plus, you know, all that stuff. So when I did that, I popped like eight or nine trophies at once when I finished my Grounded Mode playthrough and it was really satisfying. So I did one normal playthrough for all the collectibles, shiv doors. second playthrough for all the difficulties with Grounded Plus, and then I got basically up to Bill's Town on a third playthrough to just fully upgrade my equipment with parts and supplies my advice for you on that if you're listening is to save all of your parts and upgrade the guns on your second playthrough that are ones that you get at the end of the game so you get like the shorty the flamethrower uh el diablo there's a couple games that you or guns that you unlock really late in the story and you want to use all your upgrades on those so that on your next playthrough if you only need to fully upgrade like your pistol revolver bow and arrow or the normal shotgun you will get those weapons early so you can just get it done quicker it'll save you some time um so that's that's what i did and yeah last of us amazing game so i've been playing that i've just got multiplayer left like we said everything else i've been doing has been cleanup related so I wanted to just go through these kind of quickly here. We've got Resident Evil 2 Remake. I went back and got the DLC trophies for that game because I wanted it to count towards my completed games. So uh, all you had to do for that was go and basically do another partial playthrough to get a certain collectible. That's about a third of the way through the game. It's a note that you find left by Jill, which is really cool. So I got that, and then I did the Ghost Survivors scenarios, which... Daryl, you kind of freaked me out on this, and you were saying this was a really hard trophy, and a lot of people have said that it's like a little bit tough to do. There's a scenario where you have to, within a really small enclosed convenience store, you have to kill 100 zombies slash different types of zombies in a row without dying. And each wave of like 10 gets progressively harder, and all this other stuff. So it's sort of like a mini Call of Duty zombies mode in one room. And it actually only took me about three tries to complete, which I was really surprised at. Um, I did the practice mode a little bit to kind of get used to the map and stuff, but it wasn't too bad, but it was a really cool sense of accomplishment when I completed it. So yeah, I ended up cleaning up all of Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's the same team that's making Resident Evil 4 Remake, which is great because it's partially a little bit of like a refresher on how the game feels to play, what the RE engine looks like, all that kind of stuff. And uh, as a joke, it completed it in four years and one month. So I got the Platinum in this game in about three weeks when I came out. But it took me another three and a half years almost to go back and get the last three trophies for the game. So that was pretty funny. Um, And then I also started going back and doing RE7 DLC. And and that's the one I think, Pat, you said in your stream last night that you actually claimed from the collection. So this might be one you eventually get to. Indeed.
3: Indeed. Yeah. It's the only, only... RV game I have
0: yeah and it's a good one it's kind of like a soft reboot for the franchise so it's totally fine to hop in on this one and the DLC is really cool and there's a lot of varied stuff in here um I've been focusing on a few of them so I did the band footage uh bedroom DLC trophies I did the trophies for the blackjack game 21 the trophies for daughters and then not a hero and I've started my end of zoe DLC playthrough for the game but there's a lot of DLC in this to complete. And some of them are pretty, pretty tough. So I've been utilizing uh, Carcinogen's guides on YouTube. He's a Resident Evil speedrunner of old, but also he does a lot of no damage 100% runs. So he has like a a Not A Hero and End of Zoe, no damage, max difficulty runs that are like anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And he makes it look easy, which it's not. (laughs) Um, But I was able to use his guides to get through professional mode on Not A Hero, which was actually a really fun little bit of extra, like, action-heavy, like, content. So, you know, it took me about an hour and five minutes to do. But what I would recommend for the Not A Hero DLC is if you beat the game the first time, or the DLC, rather, the first time on easy, and you can do it in less than an hour. So you have to speedrun it. But if you can do it in less than an hour, you get an item called easy deflect, which makes it so that when you go to block enemy attacks, you have a bigger window to parry them and then follow up with a counter hit than you would otherwise and so it's you're really going to want that little thing for when you're playing on professional because on professional you don't start with any guns and ammunition until about halfway through the dlc so you only have a knife in your fist and basically the only way that you're going to be able to do that with any sort of like success and uh regularity is to have that easy deflect item so i recommend that you go through on easy get that you'll get a trophy for beating it on easy you'll unlock the easy deflect and then go through your and try to do your professional run so that's uh that's what i would say for that the other dlcs are really good i i haven't beaten end of zoe yet i'm partial partial the way through that when i beat it i then need to go back and do it again on normal without using any weapons only my fists and then after i do that i have to beat it on the hardest difficulty and that will finish off that particular DLC subset because there's actually let me double check there's one two three there's four DLC packs in the game so not a hero is one of them into Zoe is another and then there's another two that are called band footage volume one and volume two and they've got a whole bunch of mini games in them so it's been really fun to go back to I think it's a S tier Resident Evil game really fantastic and uh, I'm loving it so I'm really enjoying my time going back to that before re4 remake comes out so the goal is to try to finish that all the dlcs uh by the 24th of this month then really quickly i went back and did five dlc trophies and cleanup for firewatch this is a game from campo santo games that came out in 2016 it is a story-based sort of narrative kind of walking sim game it does not have a platinum but i i don't think that matters the game is awesome if you've not played it very simple, very relaxed, with a good story and really great voice acting. The DLC was basically just to go and do the audio tour uh, in the game and get a couple like miscellaneous trophies while you're doing that. And I actually had a great time. It was about two and a half hours only, and just listening to all the developer commentary on how the game was made and, and all that stuff. It's really well done and, and worth a visit if you've not checked it out. So... That one was uh, completed in seven years and three weeks, my profile says, because I went and originally completed the game. It was like one of the very first games I played on PS4. So that was fun to go back and look at. And then last but not least, I've been playing the Contra Anniversary Collection. So much like the Castlevania Collection, there's a a pretty standard and, and simple trophy list for this. So there's a trophy for beating every single game in the collection, of which I think there are eight. And then there's a, they're all bronze trophies. And then there's a bronze trophy to play each game. So you can pop that earlier or later. You know, you can just launch the game and then exit out of it if you want. And you'll get an easy, you know, bronze right off the bat. But the hard one is there's a gold trophy called True Contra Warrior to complete all the games. So you have to beat all of them. And this one is sitting at a 7.63% on PSMP. It's the rarest one. And it's basically like the rarity for the list. Here's the problem, okay? There was some some discussion in forum posts about people saying, this particular trophy is glitched, I've beat all the games, it's not popping, like what's going on? And so this happened to me, but I think I know why it happened. So you would assume the game is smart enough to recognize that if you have all the other trophies to beat each of those games individually, that that should be the trigger to just unlock the complete all the games achievement slash trophy in the game, right? That would make sense. But that's not how it works it goes based off of your in-game save data. So if you're like me, what happened was I bought this game on PS4, I did not transfer the save data from it, from my PS4 to my PS5. So I started it and I beat like five of the games on PS4. Now when on PS5 it went and I cleaned up the trophies I was missing, but the in-game save data has not tracked that I ever beat those original five or six games. So I'm now having to go back and replay, like, the first five or six games in the collection and hope that that triggers the trophy. So I'm sitting at 71%. That's the last thing I'm missing is that gold trophy. Um, But that will be the end for that collection, and it'll get finished off. It's really cool. I like the collection a lot. I think the thing that's annoying about Contra is you die in one hit. I think that that's really stupid. And some of these games, when you die in one hit, if you're carrying, like, an upgraded really good gun, you just lose it right? When you die, you start over, you have the basic gun again. The way that you circumvent that is you can save state in this game. So I'm saving every like 30 seconds legitimately and then just like reloading it constantly. But it's a really like arduous process to do and it's really frustrating. So some of these games are easier than others. Some of them are more fun than others. So if you're, you know, you go at your own discretion. If you like Contra and you like shooters, then maybe, you know, old school side scrolling shooters, this would probably be fun. I had a lot more fun with Castlevania collection because you actually have like a full health bar in that game and you can afford to take a hit or two and do, you know, there's, there's some comeback strategies where in this, it's just like, there's like a thousand bullets on the screen and you just, Oh, you forgot to duck. You're dead. You lose the best gun. You got to reload. Right. Um, and you only have two lives to beat the whole game or else you got to restart. So it's been pretty tough. I would just also say that uh, shout out to true achievements because they have a guide on the different routes through some of the games. Cause one of the one of the games has five different endings and you have to see all five endings for a a trophy per ending. And it wasn't really clear like what route you're supposed to take to get those. So I used the true achievements guide to tell me which route to go. And that's pretty much it. So that's what I've been playing. The goal is Contra collection, RE7, and maybe if I'm good enough and and get enough time, last of us all done before RE4 remake comes out. And then I'm going to go, full-in on that game on March 24th. I'm already taking the day off work for it, so I'm very excited. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Any questions before we get into wrapping up the show? No questions. Okay, very good. Let's go ahead and move on to the lightning round, and then we will close up shop. So just as a reminder, at the end of every show, we're just asking three questions to our, to our panel here, and we're recording the answers, and just whoever gets the closest on some of these will get the points. Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about our, our point total right now. Final points as it currently stands. I have four points. Daryl has three points. Slugger, you have six, so you're in the lead currently. Oh, boy. Pat, you have none, but you can get a chance to earn three. I will score your answers on the next episode, so we'll ask you them at the end, and then you can give your answers, and we'll go from there. Wonderful. So the questions from last time, we had three of them. The first question was, Long Fallen Dynasty will have blank... Bronze trophies. So at the time, we knew what the list was, but we didn't know the distribution. The game has since come out. It's been a pretty big hit. I think people are really enjoying it. So, Daryl, you said that there was going to be 28 bronze trophies. I said that there was going to be 37. And, Slugger, you said that there was going to be 42. The correct answer is 38 bronze trophies. So points go to me for that one. Yay! Hmm. (laughs) Our next question was. Horizon Call of the Mountains Platinum, so the PSVR 2 title that was released. The Platinum will be at blank percent on PSM profiles on the next recording date. Daryl said 3.6%. I said 8.2%. Slugger, you said 4.6%. Correct answer, let me just press refresh one more time, is 7.65%. Oh, get out of here. So points go to me (laughs) on that one as well. I know, I know. Earlier, like yesterday, it was only like 6.2. And I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, it went up a lot, actually. (laughs) And then the last one was a bit of a wild one. I can't believe that we're going to get points for this slugger. But the question was, Starfield's release date will be known and announced by the next recording date. Now, Starfield is the new game from Bethesda Gameworks, which is their sci-fi version of Skyrim, basically. It's been long talked about and rumored. Release date was not known until about three days ago. And they did, in fact put a date on this game finally. So Daryl, you said no slugger. You and I said, yes. So we both get points for that, which means that for our final points, now going into this round of the lightning round, I am sitting at seven points. Yeah. Had a little bit of a comeback. Daryl is still sitting at three points and slugger. You are also sitting at seven. So we're tied up. Let's go. Yep. Okay. Are you guys ready for your questions and answers for this one?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's
3: go.
0: Okay, so question one. Will Resident Evil 4 Remake get a 10 out of 10 from IGN? This is just a yes or no question. Game is releasing in two weeks. The original game got a 10. Preview coverage looks great. People are loving the demo. Do you think Resident Evil 4 will get a 10 from IGN? Daryl, what do you think?
1: I'm going to say yes.
0: Okay. Slugger? No. No. Pat? No. Ooh okay i'm gonna say yes <laughs> so we're getting two yeses two nos let's go question number two ea sports pga tour which is a new uh you know golf game coming out towards the end of this month will have how many game owners on psm profile on the next rec- recording day oh my god! so how many people <laughs> will own the game <laughs> on the next recording date? closest answer will win so Darryl, when does it come out? It comes out on... That's a really good question. Uh, I think it's like the 23rd. Let me just double check. Um, that's the wrong article. Holy shit. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm having a lot of trouble here finding the same thing that I, that I looked at. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. It comes out on March 24th. So we're gonna do the answers the next day. <laughs> so we're looking at how many people are gonna buy it day one, basically. Hmm.
1: Uh, Four twenty-three. Four hundred and twenty-three
0: people. Okay. All right. Slugger, what do you think?
2: Um a hundred and ten. Okay. Ten people. I don't even know if Pat, what do you think?
3: I'm going to go 2,500.
2: Ooh. It's really hard to tell, like, with the next day release. I know. Or, like, it it releases, and then we record the next day.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go somewhere in the middle there. I'm going to say 983 people.
3: Oh, that one's really tough. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean the, the, the previous one has 47,000 owners on on PSNP. Mm-hmm. so Who well, knows PSNP how? just gets, it just gets tricky too it, like
2: it takes a, I feel like it takes a couple of days for those numbers to kind of get accurate.
0: Uh,
3: yeah and and the, I think the previous one was given on 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 PS Plus also.
0: Yeah, it's tough. The
3: PGA Tour or whatever it is.
0: It's a tough one. Okay, f- final question, though. And this one, I'm sorry, Pat. I know you haven't played a lot of Resident Evil, so this one might be really tough for you. But I'm tr- I am i almost did all three questions around RE4 Remake because I'm so excited about it, but I decided to do that EGA one or er, PGA one just to switch it up. So the third question is, what challenge runs will be in the Resident Evil 4 Remake trophy list? List all of them that you think there will be, and the closest will win the point. So, for example, this can be things like speedrun trophy, no damage trophy, no merchant trophy, knife only trophy. stuff like that. So, Daryl, go ahead. What do you think there's going to be?
1: All right, there's going to be. Uh, are we are we talking about difficulty as well?
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, challenge runs can be difficulty trophy too.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think there. I think it's professional. I don't remember RE4. Yep, if professional. That was the toughest one. Yep. Uh, let's do the knife run. Uh, beat the game. Well, less than three healing items. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put a steps challenge in there. As oh
0: well. yeah. Okay.
1: Part two had that. Um, and let's see. What else is there? Oh, uh, you know what? I- I'm just gonna just keep it simple. I'll go with that.
0: Okay. Very good, Slugger. What do you think? You can copy each other. That's okay. And, you know, it's again, it's who gets closest will win. If you have the same answers, you'll both get the points.
2: Knife only. Uh man, it's all gonna be a 7-0. knife only speed run. Ooh, limit. Okay. Oh
1: damn, forgot speed run.
2: Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with no item box. I can't remember if there's an item box in RE4. There's the
0: there is no item box, but you get the inventory. So do you want to say? Uh, okay,
2: nah, scratch that.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, you guys should have let me run with that. Uh, limited he- healing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. That would be similar to Daryl's, like, less than three. I don't know what they... What That's what it was in Village is, but... and RE7, yeah. so
0: let's say less than three heels, okay?
2: And then a professional run. Is that the same?
0: Nope. Different.
2: No, I have a speed run. He has a steps run.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. Pat, what do you think? This is tough. I know you don't have a lot of experience, so you can just copy theirs and, and hope for the best, or if you want to, you know...
3: So, so by not, not a lot, you mean none at all? Right. Because I've never played a Resident Evil game before. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just uh, okay. Am I allowed to look at the trophy list from another game? Sure. I have... Go ahead. Okay. So I. It seems like they usually they tend to have difficulty related trophies, the newer ones at least. So mm-hmm. I do you, you need all the difficulty okay. trophies or? Yeah, I'll put I'll How put professional because
0: that's what they mean by that. So if professional, yeah, okay. yeah is the hardest difficulty.
3: Um. Then, then it seems like there's. Uh. Gosh. Uh, yeah, quick quickly, here. Uh, no, uh, no weapons or it says anything, but nothing but close combat weapons. Okay, so, so a knife only. Yeah, knife, knife only. Knife only. All right, let's go with that. Uh, not spending more than a certain amount of money. Okay, and speed run. Okay, let's, let's go. Ooh, that's a good
0: one. Yep, it is.
3: So, but. You know, I, I I looked at the last trophy list because I have no idea what these games are.
0: Well, that's okay because it's equivalent of them. They've played them, right? We've all played them, so that's that's the kind of the same thing. Um, perfect. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna kind of copy you and just make make some slight changes. So professional, I think is gonna be there. Knife only, I think is gonna be there. Less than three heels, I think is gonna be there. I think there's gonna be speed run. I think there's gonna be a no merchant one. And I think maybe. Oh, and no uh, no inventory size upgrade run. So in that one, you can purchase like the small, you start with an inventory screen, you can purchase a medium and then a large and then an extra large case for your stuff. Uh, I think that there's going to be one to do no merchant, but also one to do no upgrades for your case. Okay, guys, that's gonna do it for lightning round and pretty much for the show. So before we go, I'll just give everyone a quick chance to say where they can, you know, where you can be found at, where people can get in contact with you. Daryl, where should people be looking
1: for you? You can find me on Discord, PlayStation, and PSN profiles at the Tall Simone Guy.
0: Fantastic. Slugger, what about you?
2: I'll see Discord, PSNP, and the PlayStation Network
0: at SluggerJD. There you go, sir. And Pat, where can people find you?
3: All right. So, um Twitch and YouTube Pat the Trophy Hunter. Uh also on Discord, Pat the Trophy Hunter, PSN uh and um Twitter, Pat Trophy Hunter. No, the, there wasn't any space for that. So, Pat <laughs> Trophy Hunter.
0: Fantastic. There you go. Yes, sir. And definitely check out his stream if you're listening to this, guys. Uh, very good stream. So, go over there and give him some support. And last but not least, you can find me on PSN Profiles, P- uh, PlayStation, Xbox, at CK Present. Same for Discord. Discord's the best place to get in touch with us. Real quickly, I want to just plug, we have a Twitter account now for Trophy Talk. It's Trophy Talk Pod, at Trophy Talk Pod. We're just starting, so kind of you know low follower count and everything, but we are trying to post some stuff there more regularly, so go ahead and give us a follow there. And of course, if you enjoyed the show, leave a like or a comment or share this with your friends. We would really appreciate it. I want to give a special thank you to our guest, Pat the Trophy Hunter, for coming on the show and for your continued support. So, thank you, sir. I hope you had a good time. We really enjoyed having you on here.
3: Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure, as always.
0: Thank you, sir. And for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, And for everyone listening, thank you. And we will see you next time in episode 81. So, happy gaming. Take care and goodbye.